0: Hey everyone, uh, this week on the pod we got Danny from Headcount and we got Greg from Take offense. and we're going to go through our favorite clubs or our favorite spots to see bands or to play because we all play in bands as well. Um, yeah, so it's a fun pod of us shooting the shit, it goes pretty long and uh, I hope you enjoy it. If you would like to support the podcast, please like, rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Please share the podcast with your friends on social media or give them a call or shoot them a text. Let them know there's a hardcore punk rock podcast that focuses on California hardcore. And, uh, yeah, if you want to go the extra mile, you can go to patreon.com slash 185 miles south and become a patron. Um, these people support the show monthly. And, um. Yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm starting to do more Patreon only podcasts where we dive like behind the episodes and I talk about some more of the music and we go through some of the music and so forth. So hopefully there's more material coming out for those guys. And uh, yeah, they really they hold the pod together by uh, helping out with a little bit of money every month and uh, keep it going. So big shout out to the patrons and uh, let's get this pod going.
1: 185 miles south a hardcore punk rock podcast
0: what's up everyone all right we are uh live i will have already done the intro by now so i'll have to do another intro
2: you need to Cueing that Bill O'Reilly fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> well, <I don't laughs> Staying know. on the on the little MPC pad you got there.
0: Uh, so you heard him, you know who it is. That's Greg from Take Offense. What uh a... We also got uh Danny from the Bad the Band Headcount. Yo. Uh seven inch out on Safe Inside. Yeah. Is it out already? Yeah. You better get that full. Uh order that record from Bert. Put some uh, money in Bert's pocket. And uh let's get uh Aaron another off road vehicle, huh?
2: How many does he have? I think just one.
0: Okay, yeah, he needs two. But dude, I know you can break your car real easy doing that shit. Absolutely. You know, I'm just two wheeling it and that shit's scary, dude. I went out to these, uh, like Aguas Thermales, like it's like 30 minutes east of Ensenadas, like the natural hot springs. And like they always lie down there, like, oh, it's only like seven kilometers off the road. That shit was, like, (laughs) 10 miles to the spot where you turn off onto a sketchier road, and and then then it was 10 miles from there. (laughs) It was like, you motherfuckers. It was fucking terrifying. But uh, it's fun on the way back because you know what you got to deal with. But on the way out, when you're on, like, those roads, it's fucking scary. But uh, if, you know... Get some more Patreons. Maybe I can get a uh, four-wheel drive one day. You deserve it. I won't be as scared.
2: The least that could happen off this podcast is you (laughs) getting enough scratch to have an off-road vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So anyway,
0: this week we're always brainstorming ideas of fun stuff to talk about um, because these are the more light-hearted podcasts when we get together and shoot the shit. And uh, one of the most crucial things in hardcore, obviously, is the clubs we go to and our favorite venues to see bands at um the three of us here are all in band so um our favorite places to play etc cetera, etc cetera. again this is a list it's like the the first song thing where i think almost everyone's going to have a different opinion there might be a staple or two but the staples are probably completely regional to where you live you know like <clears throat> whatever city you live in and uh so we got top 5s and then i got a long ass list of like 40 other clubs I really like. <laughs> so, and then we'll go through because Greg's been a fucking animal for 10 plus years now of playing everywhere in the country, plus Europe, plus where else? What, Europe, Eastern Europe?
2: Yeah. Have you gone to Japan yet? No, haven't yet. Dude. I'm trying to figure
0: that one out. Hey, someone's got to hook that up. Let's bring Take Offense to Japan. You know, what do they got to do? They got to put out five LPs? What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. But Danny. I don't
2: know. Uh, my man Danny here hasn't been no slouch either. He's been. Yeah, we did
3: Europe, uh some dates in Mexico, but yeah. no what, no Japan <clears> for us either. Was this with headcount or was it with another band? Uh drug control. Oh with drug control. Where did you did you do the Renee circuit in Mexico? No, we just did a few shows. There was this DIY fest called Chaito Fest mm-hmm. down in Mexico City, so we played that. Um and then we played Monterey and then just another another spot down in uh Mexico City. Was Monterey really hot or really cold? It was hot as fuck when we went, but it was like it was close to summertime. So,
0: yeah, because it's, it's in the hills, but it's like south of Texas, right? And landlocked. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really built up too. Because they have, a, I know they got a big college in there and there's a lot of industry. Someone's, I think they got like auto automotive plant in there too. I think it's the third biggest city in Mexico. Yeah. And I mean, we played it on the Renee circuit. Shout out to Renee here.
0: Shout out to Forza Booking.
2: That man has brought all your favorite bands down south and more. But, yeah, I remember we played Monterey, too. And, yeah, we played just some gnarly punk squat. But what was crazy about it was, I guess, there was an election the next day. So they banned, like, the sales of alcohol Uh the day before. So I guess people don't get, I don't know, it's probably some weird... Yeah, so you're not drunk at the polls, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sure, so you can't maybe voter persuasion, but... So that doesn't stop from everybody from absolutely stalking the fuck up like <laughs> sure. the couple days before. <clears throat> so we played this like it was one of those like it was like a recording studio slash squat slash who knows in front of like a seven eleven and just some cuddy place over there. And it got so fucking loose with the crowd where like dudes just Turned into a big brawl and then chased the fool into the set like a 7 Eleven across the street. And just (laughs) fucked this dude up in a 7 Eleven and then trashed the 7 Eleven. We're just walking. I was just watching across the street and I was like, that's the first time I've seen like a 7 Eleven get (laughs) vandalized. And it broke my heart because why? Because it's such a great fucking convenience store. It's got everything you need. Yeah. So, you know, I mean I get a chaos, but uh,
0: Well, especially there because you can like pay all your bills in there. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You can pay your phone bill and shit in uh, the 7-Eleven or the OXO. But, hell, yeah. Shout out, uh, Renee, and fucking... 7-Eleven. Th- yeah, 7-Eleven and the whole circuit. So, should we jump in? Yeah. All right. Let's do... Uh, did you, you guys rank, or did you just do five in no particular order, Greg? No order, man. All right. Yeah, no order for mine either. I'm ranking, dude. I like that shit. You rank it. Yeah. I'm going... Uh, my number five ever is the PCH Club in uh, Wilmington, which is close to Long Beach. It's like the industrial area there. And uh, <clears throat> this was a club. Um, There's a dude named Alex and some other dudes that that did it. And it was just like a room. And the setup was really weird. Um, not ideal, but like the vibe was ideal.
2: What years was it active? Maybe like
0: 98. Eight to oh two, I would guess. Um, the stage was probably like six inches. Uh, it was pretty, it was pretty wild because, like, in those days, um, like right before in control and then for the start in control, we used to like do what we called a nard pile, which is just like toss a singer on the ground and then do a dog pile on him. Classic. And uh, yeah, it was classic until like we had a couple that were like really dangerous,
2: you know, like, <laughs> dude, that shit. Should- Getting smushed like that. Yeah, when you got like that
0: many dudes on top of you, and there's no like way to tell someone like, okay, I actually need to get up now, you know? And like, I was scared as fuck. We did this one at PCH, and like half my leg was on that six inch stage, and half was off, and I was on the bottom, and I'm like, dude, my shit's just gonna snap right now.
2: I had the same, Uh, same terrifying moment when PC filmed uh, the third video at Che, (laughs) whatever the song that. He says dual hose bongs in, but <laughs> straight up, it was, like, a huge pylon and, like, that kind of, like, your leg hanging off. Yeah. I, I actually thought it was going to snap.
0: Yeah. It's, like, I mean, I've never had a limb snap, so, but I just assume there's no warning. You don't feel it, like, bending first. just goes pop. So, yeah, it's just going to go. Yeah. But anyway, so a shit ton of bands came through at that time, and that was, like, a, the time when, like, the showcase theater was, like, the shit. Um, and there was also a little more of a barrier of entry to play the showcase mm-hmm. Um, more established bands or maybe like if you're local there you know you can play on like a Thursday or something but there's like a a lot of bands play there and it was it was just not easy to, if you're just some little band.
2: You were saying on some of the older pods that on those showcase bills didn't they like stack the fucking lineup so you just had to wait
0: yeah it was brutal they put like eight bands on a show and there was ins and outs, but every time you went out, you had to pay three bucks. Oh, yeah, that so was the fucking uh, worse. <laughs> so it is basically like no ins and outs because. If you're fucking 17 like you don't got 3 bucks to go outside every time, you know what I mean?
3: It was it was every time, not just once. Yeah. Damn, that's fucked.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah, you didn't get like a special stamp, so like, oh now I have in and out privileges. So <laughs> it was like I think you gotta like show your stamp and pay 3 bucks to get back in the door. Danny, I don't know. Danny's I never actually did. Secretly
2: it. thinking about that right now for all our forest <laughs> dwellers.
0: Actually, you know the Shea might actually be
3: a good idea.
2: Just Fuck. <laughs> just to cut down on that. A, but, jo- a joint tax, dude. <laughs> <it's just terrible.
3: laughs> Oh, the teepee's gone from the woods. There's not as many forest dwellers now. Oh. When did the
2: teepee go? Shit,
3: it's like at least eight years ago now.
2: Oh, we'll build man. another one. Fuck. We built the shelves. We'll build the teepee. Yeah.
0: So anyway, the PCH, um, still a shit ton of bands came through. Like, uh, you know, of course, like the Kill Your Idols, the Nerve Agents, like the people on that circuit. Um, but you also had like some of the bigger metalcore bands, like Turmoil, came through off the second record, which was like their breakout what, record.
2: What was the cap on it?
0: Well, it was weird because it was like two skinny rooms. It was actually very, very similar to how soda bar is. Okay. Mm. But imagine soda bar is like a DIY space and there's no bar. There's just, there's just a wall there for no reason. So it's like, like a wall that <laughs> the thing, like kind of ridiculous for no reason, you <laughs> just know, a
2: random partition. Yeah. Wall because they're, I mean, they're
0: just renting like a little space so yeah, that was available mean. in the, like an industrial area, you know? And like, it was probably a load-bearing wall. You can't get yeah. rid of it. Plus, like, you can't pay to put it back up, right? Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. so in, in a lot of the ways that, like, I think the Shea is so awesome, the PCH was awesome because there's no fucking frills. You know what I mean? Like, there's no sound man, really. Um, I mean, there's a sound man doing, like, the, what, turn on your vocals and maybe <laughs> micing something. But really, I mean, if you're a shit band, you're going to sound like shit. No one's saving you, you know? And so, like, you got to see all these bands come through, and it was like, you're basically playing on the floor. And, like, the vibe was sick. There was always, like, circle pits and fun, and we'd drink in the street um, because it's kind of the hood. And, uh, yeah, just had, like, a ton of good times there. My band Standing Ground played there a few times, and then In Control played there a bunch. And uh, that was really, like, you know, when we made really close friends with, like, Life's Halt and No Reply and um you know over and body would go up and play there and so kind of like basically i guess every band that uh daniel shouts out on like the pussy song of the first record daniel. you know? <laughs> what, what how would you describe it No, that's dan 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 it yeah it's
2: a pussy song <laughs> anyway the, as, soon, as soon as we have a pod without daniel but hey isn't that funny that we got another edge dude named Danny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so know. it's it's.
0: What's your name on your birth certificate? Daniel. See, oh, See?
2: we're fucking, we're good. The void yeah. is filled. Yeah, yeah. I don't No,
0: know I think do. I think Daniel would he would acknowledge that's like the song. I mean, you know, he control that pussy songs two, two, uh, two towers total. Anyway, you no, got you gotta.
2: You gotta any song with an ounce of melody, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. When you're twenty, yeah, you
0: know. All right. So anyway, PCH. That's my uh, my number five pick. One of my favorite clubs of all time.
2: And that had a four year run.
0: Yeah, a three or four year run, which, which is a pretty long time. Yeah, so for a and, space like that and
2: DIY punk years, that's like
0: yeah, lifetime two decades. At least, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? I, I think that it like you know it probably spanned over two generations of punk kids. If you figure, like, the average, like, time you're in or, punk yeah, is like two years. years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? But yeah, it was super cool. There was, like, literally nothing around there. You know, it's just all industrial, so everything shuts down at five. Um, but I bet I could still find it. I th- it was on the PCH, you know, which is why it was called the PCH Club. But, uh, yeah, it's my
2: choice. Nice. Let's,
0: uh, let's go your way, Greg.
2: Uh, let's go because a good amount of my stuff is is california but i will go pick out a place that we played a lot when take offense was touring a lot actively and it was called the talent farm and it was in south florida so it's called uh-huh. area called pembroke pines which is 30 minutes north of miami okay and florida's just kind of like a bitch to in. we yeah. don't know this because you just got to I, I mean, never. I to, never went. We oh, never. never yeah. Oh, okay. No, We're, we
0: never had the money. So, like, the furthest we ever went south was Atlanta.
2: Well, you eat it because of the tolls, and mm. it's just like, dude, you got to go backtracking. Yeah. So it's it's definitely tough. But Pembroke Pines, I mean, uh, Talent Farm, it was like a really nice, like, once again, and I'm sure most of these venues are going to be industrial areas or industrial offices. But you know how you have your more like industry ones, and then just more like office, clerical style yeah. ones. This one was in like a nicer, newly developed one, and it was run by this older dude. I think his name is Ken. No, that I was gonna say Ken Burns. It's a Vietnam documentary. Man. <laughs> uh, oh man, I'm spacing. Also on awesome, awesome dude though. Good, yeah. Shout out to Ken Burns. Amazing documentaries. If you haven't watched one, watch one. But so it was like this older dude. It might, isn't it? Might have his name might have been Ken, but he was definitely like that old school type, like. Like you're balding, but you still got like the slick back ponytail yeah, dude. total, like South Florida. Like, you know, I could just imagine him like flying planes full of coke in like the 80s or whatever. He definitely had a summer where he sold cars. Absolutely. Like, kind of <laughs> sleazy. But what was so cool about him was he just made this like really nice, friendly environment for. For bands to play music in. It was really hooked up. Like it had carpet. You walked in and the stage was high. It was super high. Okay. Right. So that kind of made things like a little awkward. So most bands actually played on the floor. Okay. Uh, which I usually hate that move, but when your stage is like eight feet high, like you want to fucking play on the
3: floor, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like that stage at U Revolution, that's like yeah, chest high. So that's terrifying. But
2: that. he's awful. <laughs> he, he also had like there was like two separate little green rooms, okay. and it was kind of like like it's definitely like entry level. I think it was like a three three hundred cap place. But when you're a hardcore band and you're used to just playing, you know, like shit. Either the like the dingiest little thing next to like some uh strip mall type spot, right? Yeah. So you go in there, it's like, dude, they got carpet. Oh shit! There's like two green rooms. Yeah. Oh, and like, oh, they mic you, and then what was cool as fuck is the dude had like multiple cameras set up. Oh, sick! And then he would like film your set and mix, it and then cut you a DVD. But like, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even pay for it. Damn. And he just what a seemed, perk. Yeah, he just seemed like. And at first I was like, "Dude, what's this dude's what's this dude's angle?" Right? This and then we kept coming back and like, "Dude, he just like he just wanted kids to write music and play music, you know." But
0: that was his hustle because you kept coming back. True, and you're but, spouting the glory of him right now, although you forgot his name.
2: Yeah, so what maybe a, it wasn't what a dick that glorious, but. No, but, I i mean, dude, he probably wasn't making that much money off of this spot. Because it's not like... I mean, he would get some big shows, but it was mostly, like, local stuff. And I think a lot of kids, like, probably practiced there.
0: Yeah. So... Or uh, another, maybe similar one would be the Rock City in Camarillo. Yeah,
2: kind oh, of s- cool. similar vibes. And it's just cool when you get kind of a... Like a spot run like that that actually has money behind it, yeah.
0: Because that and, has all the practice rooms on the yeah, side,
2: and it has like a a parenting vibe to it, totally. But they're also letting you get away with a lot of shit, which most places, and I'm talking about like clubs, like actual bona fide legitimate, you know, sunset strip clubs or the big clubs in New York, would immediately shut you down with, sure. You know, like they were just actually welcoming and. You know a good positive space for it i'd watch him like punk out like hard hard ass dudes outside <laughs> like just by talking to them and yeah. like that like kind of like older man style yeah. so it was sick so like I, I ride for that and then i think that because there's so many bands from south florida uh-huh. there's tons right and that's a real popping scene but all those kids, like, like they could start so many bands and play there. Yeah. And that's where I started noticing, like, man, this seems like, really cool. Because every time we come down here, there's the band that sounds like 25 to Life. There's the band that sounds like Floor Punch. There's a the band that sounds like, like, and it was always the same groups of kids. But, like, it looks, they were at least meeting people. Yeah. And so it's one of those perfect build it, they will come type situations. Is so. the clip still going? I oh, know I closed down, I think. Oh bummer. So it's a bummer. So he wasn't obviously making that much money. Sure. But you know, respect to him. It was cool. Total respect. All right, Danny.
3: I don't know if I would classify it as a club, but we played Fluff Fest out on some like it was like an airport airport runway out of uh, Prague. Okay. And that's where
2: Fluff is is Czech Republic stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: But, like, the, the stage that we played on was, like, one of those big-ass wedding tents. Okay. But they, like, pulled the sides up and put a stage in. So you could fit, like, probably, like, 200, 250 kids underneath a tent. Uh-huh. And it was just nuts. Like, we played during the day, and, like, kids went off. It just seems like one of those places that, since they've been doing it for, like, 20 years, like, kids will come, like, no matter who's playing. But... Yeah.
2: Fluff's always there. Yeah. At the same place by that airport. Yeah. How's that?
0: Crazy. So rad. You
2: get clearance from it?
0: I know. We should get a, what is it, McLaren Airport or whatever <laughs> it's right here at
2: Sara Mesa. Or just let, just Slippy let Field. <laughs> What's, <laughs> What's the little one, the one
3: here? You got one? Oh, oh, I, I, there's like that Miramar airstrip right there, but that's uh, military.
2: There's a little airport right here. Yeah, there is. Because like, the um, planes go over my pad all the time. There's that delicious brec- uh, breakfast and brunch spot. On the or south f- side or the north side of the airport? It's called ninety fourth Arrow Squadron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, places are red.
3: So well that's cool. Who else played? Uh, Loma Prieta headline that year and what are they? They're like a screamo band. Okay. Like formerly from the Bay Area, now like they live all over the place. But no, it was cool. Like we got like we were a smaller band, but we got a type of reaction that you would see from like Fury playing a hometown show in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Sick! It was just—it was wild. Shout out! Shout out to uh, Prague, yeah, or Czech Republic.
2: Yeah, we rented a fluff too. They rent out vans and like equipment lines, too. So we we had a driver, Marion. Shout out to him. You played out there? No, we never played fluff fest, but they also kind of like provide. Like you can hit them up. Oh, you need a van. You need a driver. You need mm, a back line. Like, yeah, they'll they're kind of like a rental agency too. Like, like the, they'll help the crew, out the
3: crew who runs Fluff. Does that?
2: Yeah, hell yeah. So they've like branched out too. So so cool. Shout cool. out Fluff. Time uh, for Fluff to bring
0: Retaliate out. What's up? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I will go to my number four. You guys are looking at how it is your number one, huh? Shay. Let's dig right in it, Yeah, about let's Shay. Let's, yeah.
2: let's knock out the elephant in the room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Danny, were you uh are you your current volunteer? Yeah. How long have you been volunteering?
3: Uh a bit over 6 years now. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. Cool. So in, in punk DIY time, that's at least it's, it's a two gener- a solid yeah, two generations. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Or more. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed a difference in the kids in the last six years?
3: Yeah, it's we've gone through like two or three different like iterations of the collective. I would say mm-hmm. it's like pretty much completely new kids from the time I started going.
0: How many people are are there from when you started six years ago?
3: One. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just just Dylan from uh, who drummed for Drug Control. He's in Vile Reality and spirited away now.
0: What do you know, dude? Hardcore is holding down the shea. Time to acknowledge it. Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> I mean, not even a hot take, <laughs> who, you know. <laughs> who built the racks? <laughs>
0: who built the racks?
2: Nah. That, I
0: mean, that's, you, you got to love the Schaefer for what it is. And and that's like, that's just the, the knock, right? Yeah. Is, is it like, maybe a little more acknowledgement that like, hardcore holds it up, you know?
1: I think- that?
2: That. It's just one of those, and, you know, the comparisons to, you know, Gilman will be made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Obviously, Gilman is, like, the bigger, it's like if the Shea was a 500 capper yeah. in a different area, but, I mean, it's obviously similar style thinking mm-hmm. behind it, but there's, I think, a little bit, because it's such a small club, but... And I would say maybe even pre, pre-internet pre times too, you know, like the mystique of it probably. And if you did see photos of it, it's like, man, how do you fit a band in there? And then every photo <laughs> is just this like packed out, you know, gnarly grouping of people swinging from rafters, which is, you know, the yeah. MO there. and uh, And I've seen... Like even group, like even you're including myself, just dumb knuckleheads. Like somehow, like look around and be like, oh, not here. Yeah, yeah. You know, which that says a lot too. And, and I've seen so many people be like, oh fuck, fuck the shit, limbs, fucking words. I can't, I'm not allowed to say in this podcast or in general anymore. But <laughs> like they'll show we, up. We keep it clean over here. Yeah, they'll show up and like. Respect the spot because yeah. it's just so iconic. So I think the power of it, and I don't know, I think you can kind of get a little spiritual here, but you can feel that shit. I mean, that thing's been decades, dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's it goes a, back. Yeah. yeah. It, it's been around. It's survived a lot. And 40, so,
2: 40 years this year.
0: Yeah. It's so rad. And like, you know, like anything, if if you're, a, even if you're not a lifer, but if you put in a lot of time in punk and hardcore, you're going to have. A lot of special memories there. I mean, I have a ton. Like I was talking about the PCH. I I love the shade because you can have no gimmicks. If you suck, you're gonna sound like shit. You know, like
2: yeah, no, it is. It's an unforgiving room for bands that that sound terrible. You will. You will know. And it's like when you watch those those good bands or what are considered the greats at that time. Yeah, that's really the good. Like, that's like the benchmark right there. It's it like, is. how it's like, good can you sound at the shade with yeah. literally nothing on you whatsoever? Yeah. Because anyone, you can play a spot that's mic you up, and you can play like a, a breakdown part, and you'll sound massive because you're getting mic'd up for the first time, you know? Sure. But doing it there and sounding, like, that's when you know what bands really, like, are worth their salt. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and
0: now especially, right, like, I don't know if, if you guys have listened to any of the pods that I did with Roger from Retaliate, but... He's like an engineer, and he talks about like all the, the sort of like computer ass like effects. Like you don't even need like a guitar amp anymore. You yeah, just like yeah, play yeah. through a computer that goes through the sound man, and they, like,
2: yeah, they have um, they have these like heads. I think they're called Kemper. Yeah. profile. I mean, this is when the podcast get, get nerdy.
1: No,
0: uh, this is the shit I learned because I I like I I'm actually learning about this.
2: Yeah, so you can go to a studio and like mic up all the different like all your dream amps and dial them in do all this crazy shit get them absolutely fucking perfectly and then like through magic or programming it like makes the profile of like the sound i don't know how the fuck it does that magic obviously yeah and then
0: what's like like that icp song
2: yeah it is a miracle (laughs) so you some you can tra like you can save all those profiles, and like the Kemper head, it's like pretty tiny and mm-hmm. it's like lightweight. So, if you're traveling, it's great because it's actually like all of your sounds. Well, plus, Roger you- was saying that like you
0: can sell your tone and shit, yeah. yeah and that that's so, like I- someone can be like, like let's say Greg really dialed in his tone on this last take offense, right? people can be like, well, how do you get that tone? And Greg can just like sell it to him. And they just plug it into that the little amp or whatever, and like
2: that's it. They can get the preset, and yeah. Then you get take the preset, it, and, then and then you go through the
0: sound man. Yeah, and, you don't
2: even need a, you don't even need like a Marshall cab or yeah. any type of cab. You can, <laughs> It's called like going direct, and <laughs> a, a lot of technical jargon. Cap meaning capacity. Earlier, in the pot. F- it's funny though. Like
0: going direct, like it sounds like it's like it's more legit. Like we're cutting out all the bullshit, dude. We just
3: go direct. It's like no, you're doing. Like the lamest thing ever. It's, I can't even imagine playing like without an amp. Well, like, I
0: know, yeah. especially do you do you you play a Marshall? Yeah, yeah. So it sounds better loud. Yeah, totally. you know,
3: y- you know, I
2: for the longest time, uh, we've been able, we've been lucky enough to play like bigger stages with you know n- ridiculous PAs and sound checks that last for like not five <laughs> minutes, right? <laughs> So once you start, I don't know, you kind of like graduate into that kind of scene or especially if your band gets like really bigger and you're playing those like huger clubs and like those places, like you're mostly going off your fucking monitors, you know, oh, like for not sure. even your for amp. Sure. For sure. So that's why some of these bands, they're like, well, I want my amp to sound exactly the same every night and you will run into differences depending on which club. So if you're able to just like actually profile the amp sound and go direct, <laughs> you'll, you know, uh, yeah, you can like, it will pump out all your monitors and you'll sound great. And, uh, I'm never going to fucking do it. So yeah. there you go. Well,
0: I mean, that's the thing, right. It's like, it's, it's like the, like the age old question, what is hardcore, you know, because like so many bands like break out of like, The the musical mold that you consider, and it's like, well, it's still hardcore because of the ideas. And then, like, there's so many like bands that sound hardcore, and like their ideas are totally whack. And so, it's like, was that hard? What is And maybe this is it. Maybe we found one dividing line, you know? Like, if you can't play a place like The Shea and like pull it off, like maybe you're not a hardcore band anymore. yo, you can be a sick rock band,
2: and like, a testament to this was a municipal waste tour we did you know we'd meet up with some tour packages and they were like crazy death metal bands that do all that shit like triggered drums sure and i get it because you need it because you're doing the blast and you're playing it so fast like whatever i'm not knocking it and then the camper heads because they have like 20 this song has like 20 different effects that i need to hit and i need it to be perfect whatever all that shit that's fine but waste just rolled with like Marshall full stacks and no drum triggers, yeah. and it sounded it sounded great every fucking night because it was like actual actual power. I don't know. It's it rock. It's right. rock and roll. Yeah, man. it's rock and roll shit. It's old school.
0: You know, like there's.
2: Ew, I said old school.
0: <laughs> 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 nah, I mean like there's got to be something to it, right? Like a tried and true method. Yeah. You know, like I don't adult know.
2: crash still brings full stacks even yeah, yeah. if they're playing in a living room.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean. Would Jimmy Hendrix like have been as rad if he was playing like a fucking
2: okay one if, of those if programmable he, digital? Okay, <laughs> all, right, all right. Check this out. Like, he
0: wouldn't have been as cool if he even no, knew how to do that.
2: If he if he didn't die, all right, and he went into the seventies, like I already know how this is gonna work. He would have gone into like jazz fusion shit, mm. completely <laughs> alienate like all of his fan base, right? And then Jazz Fusion tanks, and no one would care about him. And then the like assuming you know in this timeline, Eddie Van Halen comes out, and then you know, Randy Rhodes, all these other dudes, yeah. Like he would have to be forced to make some like Jimi Hendrix would have had to get like a pink like Jackson guitar and make some type of like record. That I totally want to fucking hear because that's probably going to sound sick.
0: Well, maybe Jazz Fusion would have died because he would have like hooked up with Herbie Hancock like, and that already, weird like trend is, yeah, transitional period. There
2: was already dudes though, like coming in that were already going to outplay him. Yeah. And it's just natural, like the next generation is just going to outplay you. You'll still get props. So he would, and then like the 80s would have hit, and then like playing a lead, he would have been fucked in the 90s, you know, and then. <laughs> So, and then are he... yeah. So I'm I, going hungry.
0: <laughs> hey, there's no soul on that yeah, song, exactly. huh? That song's just full dog shit.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think... I'm like, going hungry. Okay. Fuck it. Like, the way you look at... I don't know, like, the way you look at... Maybe the uh, look... Herbie Hancock. Like, the way you look at him, it's like... Like, oh, there's still people listening to him, but as far as him being, like, this huge... Cultural phenomenon Or whatever I don't think it
0: would have been that He went through A few phases too Mm -hmm. You know And it's debatable Which you like I actually Really like that Weird fusion phase It's probably my favorite The Herbie Hancock Yeah Oh
2: absolutely That's like When it gets really interesting Yeah Um. Yeah so that's the Shay
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nah I mean It's just I I think uh, You know Some legacy bands Have played there recently And I thought they sounded Really not good and uh right? Ooh. Well, I I was saying you can tell when people have their chops or not. And it doesn't mean that like I didn't have fun. I had a lot of fun. And you know, they did great and the crowd had a lot of fun. But it's just a place where it's like, Oh, like you're you're really not a serious band anymore. You're like you're in you're this is entertainment. But like you're not going for it, and like Mm -hmm. the torch has been passed to serious bands now that actually like care about their craft.
2: Yeah, because their torch, the flame, isn't burning anymore. So they, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you, Uh, you can
3: always tell when a band hasn't played like a DIY spot in a while. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, hey, Dylan, who Danny mentioned earlier, is a. An OG volunteer of six years, like you, right? Yeah, yeah he's been a uh, uh, the last World of Pain show happened there. So, mm-hmm. shout out to Rest in Peace, World of Pain. Yeah, one of my favorite bands from the area. Um, so it was dun, like, dun, a, dun, dun. Dun. like, dun, I'm like tensing up, like I, feel dun, like, I feel like I'm gonna get like dun. a concussion <laughs> <laughs> right now. I'm, like, I I'm, love I'm, it. I'm looking out for a dude in sweatpants to cartwheel into me. Um, <laughs> But no, um, Dylan was doing sound that night, and he's just micing was he just mic drums, right?
3: I wasn't there, dude. It sounded. But I think yeah he he was crushing it. Like, oh I, yeah, Tristan was saying you put a bunch of like reverb on the snare. You know, and No, you can watch. Um,
2: there's a another good YouTube channel and one nine seven media. This is a younger guy who goes and films like everything. Mm-hmm. It's great. He does a really good job. Um. I'd, I'd say he's, like, the West Coast version of, like, Hate 5 6 kind of vibes, you let, know? Let, say it again, slow. 197media. Uh, yeah. You can go to his channel, and you can look up, like, the last World of Pain set from there. You can mm-hmm. look at the TO set that was there. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can hear the sound of, like, what Dylan was doing to the drums, and, like, it sounds great because he's just doing the drums only, which really that's all you need to do in that type of...
0: Yeah, and it plays the spawns of Shea. You know, yeah, yeah. and,
2: and it sounds great. So I think it's, like, the best that's been sounding in a long time. No, but yeah, also,
0: there was no slackers that night. No, That yeah, show was, yeah. like, loaded with serious spans. True. You know?
3: Yeah, we, we've we definitely been, like, hustling our ass to get the sound better at Shea.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, I, I miked up those two heavy hitter shows recently, and I feel like it sounded way, way fuller in the room. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just... Who hooked, well, you, who hooked you up with that PA gear? Did you just figure it out yourself or no? We, we bought it and then Matt Otley and Dan Meyer. Yeah, I was gonna ask it. if
2: Otley was was involved. Yeah, one shout of, out Matt, Otley. yeah, one, shout a, out one out of Matt Otley. a
3: legend, a San
2: Diego legend. Probably, if you've ever watched a gig, a bigger gig in San Diego, he's probably doing sound for it. So, <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, should we say anything else about the show? Do
2: you have a favorite show you
0: ever saw there? Or any, any like, standout? You see anyone that was um, smaller that went on to be big?
2: Um,
0: like, we drove down, I don't remember what year it would have been, but right after that first Saves the Day record came out, and they played there, and it was, like, it was really, really good.
2: Three, three, one, I mean, my first, like, Technically my first show like playing in a band, an actual set in front of people was at the Shea and 05 would take offense. Literally oh, cool. the day I showed up to practice for him. And uh yeah, that's one Spence uh Spence like asked us last minute, hey, I need like an opener. So for me that was like huge. Yeah. And then one of the a show that was so fun and such a crazy fucking lineup and so weird, but it was also like I know Spence would like to mix things up yeah. like that. It was uh like PC Desk Squad and take offense, like we did our like split seven inch, which that was huge for me because I was like, holy shit, it actually like I have I'm on record. Like that's yeah. I mean that's like the milestone, right? For your, your first
0: your, huge milestone yeah, for Yeah, that sure.
2: seven inch, right? And that show was so fun because they brought like stage extension risers okay but all dude who also played was like force of change played oh yeah which was like a heavier orange county like straight edge yeah, band,
0: indecision it, family
2: yeah it was kind of like like if strife was down tuned yes they were know? they were they were very strifish yeah they were really good and i recommend checking out i forgot the name of that record but force of change was really they did dope. one lp on indecision yeah and really then dudes force of change sinking ships Okay. oh yeah and then like We played in PC Death Squad, and the Death Squad set was just so fucking fun. Like, it was so packed out, and you could actually dive, because they brought these, like, extension risers that they put (laughs) in front. And there was, like, a cake fight, but that show was, like... Oh, I remember that. It was, like, the
0: cake was, like, liquefied on the ground.
2: Something. It was, I don't know, it was just one of those, like, magical, like, for me, it's not going to get any better than this kind of moment. Just being, like, young, not having to fucking care, just... Like going so off cool. hard, and then, uh, damn, I don't know. I mean, you probably what's like a band is blown blown up that's played the Shea. I mean, in our scene, you could probably say like Code Orange, probably. Yeah, yeah right? did they play when they were, they were yeah. coming up?
3: Yeah, I think they they played still when it was Code Orange kids. I was I was in Pomona at that time, but like I booked them in Pomona on that tour, so I'm assuming they played Shea. Yeah, so.
2: and then we. On um, when Terror did the twenty fifth hour, we were on tours like Terror twenty fifth hour, Code Orange, Us, um, Bitter End on that one. Some dates, yeah, Bitter End played the shade yeah. date, and uh, yeah, I mean Code Orange played that. I mean now they're like
3: fucking on Roadrunner pre- around, playing huge shows, pretty
2: big. So, but that's my scene. But I know there has to be like some fucking. Well we talked surf, about
3: surf rock
2: indie rock band that's like yeah. headlining Coachella now that played the Shea True, or whatever. Joyce Manor and the, yeah, gar-
3: and the Garden of Bulls. A like, lot of that stuff. Well Green will, Day played there. Huh? Yeah. Well Green Day played there.
2: Oh yeah. I mean if you want to go way back. I did not go see that, that far. Back. But. <laughs> no, no,
3: no <laughs> of
0: course not. Um cool. So are we just checking out all off ours?
2: Yeah, I think yeah. we I think
0: we got it. Okay.
2: Who would be next? I think it goes back to you.
0: Oh, sick! Well, I want to talk about Gilman Street. I think this is you that, know
2: that's tr- a that's an honorable mention for yeah, me for sure.
0: Okay, um, tried and true club. It's my number three. Um, just a a perfect venue. You know, like I never like you know uh, we talk about being in punk and hardcore like a, a fair amount of time and like you know, with a place like the Shea, that like gets very political, like you're going to get it a little bit yeah, if you're yeah. like a, a, a dude that speaks your mind. Um, so I haven't been always avail always able to avoid all the politics of the Shea. Um And I think some people would have the same like outlook on Gilman. Like yeah. if you live up in the Bay, um, but I've been able to avoid it because I don't live there. Yeah. You exactly. know, and like, if you just talk about a perfect punk club, I mean, the stage is perfect. The sound is good. The cap, like the size of the place, is perfect. Yeah, um, it's rad, and I've seen a lot of great bands there. I've played there, um, you know, a bunch of times, and it's always been great. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think it's one of the greatest punk clubs in the world, and it's been, a, and it's uh, the longevity speaks for it as well.
2: Yeah, I haven't been there enough. I got to play there. We got to play there one time. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a little cali fest they were putting together at the time of whatever hardcore bands oh were yeah resurrect kelly yeah and you know that was like big for me too because it's like you finally get to like go up here because crazy enough my uh my grandma i mean she rest in peace she lived down the street her house Sick. was like down the street Sick. from right there so yeah. it was always a trip um yeah, and also too, I thought the parking was gonna be like terrible, but they got that like <laughs> long ass road. Yeah. yeah. And like we were able to like park a van and it was sick and yeah, and another one of those like places where you're you're walking into an institution, you sure. know. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like you're resp- you're respectful of the of
3: the place. Dan and you've and played there a bunch of times? Uh two or three times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also it's it's cool the way they do the money. Like yeah, I thought, that was, uh, So okay. So they pull at least
3: into that, into like the office. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't know if things have changed. So I'm going like <clears throat> full disclosure. I'm going off. I haven't played this since like Oh four. Um, but they used to take you in the back. You'd have one representative per band. And then they made a recommendation, which was nice. Like so They give you a starting point, mm-hmm. And then it's like, if anyone has anything to say, then you can speak up. So it's like, they'd say, uh, if retaliate take offense and uh head counter playing, you know, they'd be like, Oh, I think uh retaliate should get a thousand bucks and take offense. should get 500 and head should should get a hundred, you know? So it's like, I'm not saying like, that's the real, no, shit, but, it, but, but, it's, but they it's they, they out toss there. it there. They toss it out there. Yeah. And then it's like, Greg can like step up and be like, Hey dude, like, you know, retaliate. They just drove up here for one show. We've been on tour for four weeks. Yeah. You know, like it'd be nice if we could get a couple hundred bucks. I
2: want you to get a thousand dollars though. That's fine, because yeah. that's just like two hundred dollars for each of you, which you're gonna blow just driving back.
0: I know. You know, so know. It's, it's
2: not even a crazy number,
0: I dude. I know, I know. But anyway, like I, I, I appreciate that they like give you a starting point. Yeah. And then it's like, speak up now and don't bitch later. Well, that's you know?
2: that's cool too, because this is one of those like booking agents hate this guy, but, <laughs> like, no, but it's cool because it it. It gets rid of that like this bullshit, like email answering suit element mm-hmm. of this shit, and it's like letting the bands like be like, you guys figure it out, like yeah. you know, and you do it fair, and that will show you like, all right, well, there's no like, am well, gonna c- cry about this later. It's like, no, you guys can all talk about it there. Yeah,
0: like you have to look the guy in the eye yeah, and be which, like, you're getting paid way
2: too much, right which now. is mm-hmm. well, that's fucking huge looking eye contact nowadays. Are you Ooh. fucking kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, no, I that fest we played though, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we went with the email answering suit approach. Mm. Well, I think the dude who booked the fest was like Yeah. So he was probably working with that. Yeah. So but I've never done like a one off there. But no, I think that's I think more venues should try to do that. Yeah, it was cool
0: because like, you know, we would play there sometimes like at the end of like a long like four week tour or something. It'd be nice, like the other bands, you know. They're getting let's say they're only getting 100 bucks or something, they're still like, hey, toss another 20 from ours to them because they're on tour. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you kind of remember it. Like, I remember the people that did it, yeah. And it's like, I still like them.
2: We've, <laughs> dude, you know, we've like, we've done that too. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like realize maybe some of your peers won't, you know. I remember, like, I won't name any bands, but I remember we we're in Texas somewhere and like our package got paid and we played this like some random somewhere in West Texas. I don't know. And there was some band from Chicago. They're like a heavy ass band. And they kind of like jumped on the show and we were hanging out. Cause take finishes hangs out in a parking lot constantly. <laughs> right. You know, sounds about right. Yeah. So when it was time to leave, like everyone had gone and they like, they came up to us they're like, yo, like, we didn't get paid or whatever. And I was like, oh, you guys didn't? He was like, no, no one paid us, you know. And then we just, I think we, like, floated them, like, a 100 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Least, least you could fucking do, you know. See, Which I was going to just go whoever was TMing or whether we were supporting. I was like, yo, give us. Yeah, like, that band didn't get paid? Man, come on. like."
0: I got, like, the gripe on the opposite end. Because, like, Control used to go and we'd tour the whole way out. And you have all these bands in the summertime that would, like, fly out and do, like, a week.
2: Well, that's and, still, I mean, that's still fucking happening No, that's cool. That's, now, no, though. I know. I
0: know. Let me finish, though. So there'd be, like, another band. And, like, maybe they got a 7-inch out or a demo. And we're playing. And, like, you know, the shows are small. There's not a lot of money to go around. And they'd be like, oh, it's two bands from California. Let's, like, split it. And it's like, well, this, there's a difference between our bands like they're doing this like this is their vacation. You know like they're flying out this is like a yeah, trip. You're, fucking you're like you're on you know, yeah. like a nice you're glamping, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't need any fucking money. Well, they should have saved up all the money because yeah. like you know like we're out there we're on a fucking budget. We're trying to live on fucking $10 a day Yeah. so we can successfully make it all the way around the country. Now you got some flyout band like they got the money for airline tickets. They're borrowing our fucking gear. You know oh, yeah, that's why? A, that's you know, a, like that's why are we?
2: Right there. Well, I yeah. mean,
0: obviously they gotta borrow cabs, right? Yeah, but you should not. There shouldn't
2: from be. The there's no. Bands. There's no even fucking split there. I know? know.
0: So that's like that's when I wish there would be like a Gilman at every yeah. at every yeah. fucking at every show. And it's like, dude, you guys are flying out. Like this is fun for you. But you know? I mean,
2: and that's and that's gonna always come down to like promoter, venue slash going back. To booking agent, which I will hand that one over to you. Like, I mean, what is? I mean, like that is you got to be realistic expectations and then unrealistic expectations and just dealing with just complete total fucking. I'm gonna call them idiots because usually there's idiots. So,
3: well, a lot of times, like when when Cheo get hit up by agents, which isn't that much because people know. That we usually just do the shit ourselves. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but, like, if if we do, like, they're asked for, like, obnoxious ass guarantees. And it's like, well, A, we're not going to pay you that. And B, we don't do guarantees. This is the split you'll get. You can do the math. And it's a fair split. Yeah. And, it's a and, we're, fair and we're, split. F- we're flexible on it, yeah. too. So, what do you do with 60 40? 60 40 is standard, yeah. Yeah. So and that, that's better than you're going to get anywhere else. But, yeah.
2: And I mean, I know you've gone up a little bit depending yeah. on on certain, certain gigs mm-hmm. too, you know? I mean, and a lot of that falls onto like the band might be just like a little too scared on like, Oh, how much can we pull? Like how many people are going to come down here yeah. and watch this, you know? Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. You got to like, be like it's a risk doing a split, but sometimes it can work out. Like we got offered a show once and I told them, Hey, we'll do this split. And then they were like, no, we need a guarantee. So they went through this outside agency. And then when they came and played the show, I broke it down for them. I was like, hey, if you did it with us, you would have walked away with more. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Well, I mean, that's why it's a guarantee, right? You're taking that guaranteed money and yeah. not like the – you're not rolling the dice. I've
2: been on both ends of it, but you need to be – if you have a booking agent, he needs to know – if he's hitting up an area, like, he needs to at least know the area and who's going to actually get a good show together mm-hmm. unless it's like, oh, well, the bar has an entertainment budget, so they're just going to pay, like, those will pay your guarantee. Well, guess what? Like, the entire scene hates that place, so no one's going to go. Sure. So it's like sometimes you need to think, like, all right, well, you know, maybe we'll eat it a little bit, but we're going to make up for it. Because the show is going to be way yeah. better,
3: you know. But you make up for the merch or whatever too. I,
2: I get it. I see both sides to it. It's definitely like a real, you know, thin line. Yeah. And yeah. with certain bands, and then it's like for the legacy bands, it's like you got to just like sometimes respect that number because, well, maybe not so much, but they're ones that you should be like, no, that makes sense.
3: Sometimes though, it's just yeah, sometimes. Through The fucking roof obnoxious, yeah. I, well, mean, I, I was so surprised
0: like, that the that the judge show was able to come off because going from like the Irenic, which is 400, yeah, that's only a 400 cap, yeah. Oh my god, it feels huge! So, what's Shay like a buck 60? What's the fire marshal One, say?
3: 170.
0: Okay, damn, I was close. Well, yeah, you
3: were on it. We had to, um, we but had
0: to, and it tried to go to Soma in
3: between,
2: yeah, which well, is 600. Well, well, okay, well, Danny and I had to break down the walls. For that <laughs> one to happen, no, that
3: that was Youth to of Today, where we had to like, yeah, I just, huh, didn't, I so. didn't want to say their
2: name. Ah, uh, was doing puns. No, Jesus. and no, no slack towards YOT and Sammy's fucking awesome. Yeah,
3: yeah, but
2: dude, we were like, to make that happen, like the amount of like just stupid fucking email chain <laughs> nonsense of just like just play here, don't play the bar show. Your Youth of Today, yeah,
3: like. Whatever, yeah F- <laughs> finance finances for that judge show were a little wonky, though, for sure, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the dudes lost money, yeah. they brought it to us,
0: okay, oh, yeah, they went through a middleman,, yeah, guy. so some sorry, I don't know how any of this works, yeah, so a dude. It always
3: starts with a
2: dude.
0: (laughs) I thought it's a dude. (laughs) Yeah, never, never mind. I'm not working with
3: that one. Was it was like brought to us through an outside agency. Yeah. So like, Che, we were like, hey, you need to cover X amount of dollars for that night, mm -hmm. and then you get whatever from the door. Yeah. So even after like whatever they got from door and ticket sales, like they still lost like four five hundred bucks. I would. I don't know. Which that's not. That's in, not in t-
2: promoter world. It could have gone a lot worse. Especially yeah. if you're like that's really then active.
0: The, then the door price just should have been like three bucks higher.
2: Well, can welcome to raising three dollars more at the punk show, dude. Hey, dude. dude I'm telling fucking, you, they're right. I don't. know. I don't know. Be so mad.
0: <laughs> there. I don't know. There's just certain shows. Like like I've said before. Like I I'm so glad that like Madball and Agnostic Front come to San Diego every year, Mm -hmm. almost every year, every other year, maybe. But like, we're not left off the schedule. And like a lot of bands skip here, you know, because Orange County is close and Orange County is close to LA. And it's like, I guess if you really want to go, you'll go. But dude, a lot of us are busy and like, you know, I want to like have a couple cocktails, take an Uber, (coughs) you know, and dude, I I would literally pay 50 bucks to see Madball or AF, like every time they come through. As long as it ensures they keep coming, you know what I mean. Like I, there's just these legacy bands that like I don't know. Well, you're, I mean, I want to support. You're in
2: such a minority. Yeah, like that mindset is such a minority. And well, maybe you and I, Danny and I, can go into this deeper at kind of the end of the pod and leave it just in the general discussion of venues because it just it ties into so many like.
0: Well, I, I don't know. Like, like, I also don't it, ever ask to be on the guest list. Yeah. Because, like, well, if yeah. I have the means to pay, it's like, well, I should pay. And then some kid that can't afford to be in, like, he should ask to be on the guest list. The only T- time I ask trying, for a guest list is if it's sold out.
2: It's, it's trying to book shows and make everyone happy. You're literally fucking Edward James almost with a comb over <laughs> saying, like, how, do I, how do I reach these kids? Like, yeah. It's fucked. <laughs> it's so fucked. All right.
0: uh, moving on so So that was gilman that That was was gilman (laughs) that was gilman gilman street rules yeah yeah
2: uh am i yeah go ahead uh i'll do another one and not someone would say they're totally different places but okay sacramento is not the bay i apologize no anyone from sacramento or the bay you punch me in the face for even remotely thinking that you guys are similar. Cause I would get mad if someone was like San Diego and orange County are or the same thing. Cause they're fucking not. But anyways,
0: <laughs> um, although don't mo- even most, fucking start. although most warriors fans were probably all, uh, Sacto Kings fans from the two thousands.
2: Let's be real. I mean, Kobe, RIP, RIP. Yeah. I Bummer.
0: Um,
2: but, hey, you know. No, I mean, that's that's it's my that, favorite
0: Sacramento memory is the Lakers always smashing on sack. But, uh,
2: hopefully my Hood's not listening to
0: this. <laughs> I love my kid. Yeah. In fact, that's what you're going to say, right? West it, Coast
2: Worldwide? Well, because well, when we were rolling through Sacramento, I don't think – It was, shows were happening there, or I think it was more like, because it's kind of like a barbershop, I believe. Oh, did he do his barbershop in the same spot? Yeah, I... Well, that's that's smarter. I could could be off totally, but the one I was going to call, bring up, was a spot called Branch Street. Okay. It was the house off of Branch Street, Mm -hmm. and my Sacramento geography is fucked up. I have no idea. No. uh, But... Maybe slightly kind of in the hood, but it was just like a straight skinhead house. And it was all like the dudes from Pressure Point mm-hmm. and Dudes from Plead the Fifth, like uh Gutto, and like Mike from Pressure Point and like all these dudes and they got this house and it belonged to like a trucker, right? So in the back of the house, they uh the trucker dude built like this huge ass garage for his semi. Oh, and sick. then you know that dude bailed so they got the house i don't know if they bought it i don't know if they bought it or they're renting it but they're like dude like this venue's fucking like like we could throw it's like you could fit 200 people in there and the oh, backyard so was huge so it was like a big lobby yeah. You know? Oh, yeah so and it was so dope because it was just like it was so fucking skinhead because they just built the stage like yeah. put a Fucking painted a big ass crucified skin on the wall, and it was just so like I'm getting chills, like even talking about it. it was so fucking dope. Yeah, and I remember we rolled up there and like played our first show there with like Naysayer, it was such a sick scene, and it was so tight. How and, many kids
0: went to you and Naysayer?
2: I mean, there was probably like over 100 on a hundred so on a weekday, so it was killer, that you know. Rules. And then, dude, but then even bigger shows like like, Trapped Under Ice rolled through. Like, they actually got, like, you know, a good amount of bands, and those shows were killer. And it was dope, because it was, like, the perfect type of, like, like, you can come here, you can have a fun time, don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because you know? <laughs> uh, you'll, get, you'll get checked very quickly. Yeah. But everyone, like, knew the deal, and it was just, like, a great vibe. It wasn't even one of these, like, because when you have that don't fuck up vibe at your show, you kids aren't gonna have fun because they're mm-hmm. like, "Why well, don't I can't even go off because I'm gonna get beat up by like 15 grown men, and I'm a child." But <laughs> that that was like, I mean, they were just very like it was organized and they were like looking out. And well, the bay the bay has vibe. always
0: been like in the bay, and then if we want to say Sacramento is not the bay, the NorCal area, so the bay plus Sac. They've always been so good at self-policing, like that, right? Yeah, and really looking out for like, I mean, that area has like done the best job of like the people within these walls like are not the problem, like mm. like really kind of no, believing yeah. in unity, absolutely, and like looking out for anyone because like man, it was a a bunch of different people, like when I used to go up a fair amount, like a bunch of different types of people, you know, from like tough guys, the to straight edge kids, the skinheads, to whatever, and it was just like. It was real unity and, like, everyone looking out for everyone.
2: Yeah. Like, they are the actual human embodiment of an old agnostic front flyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
0: it's, Yeah, and, and also, like, self-policing like that. You know, like, I mean, yeah, perfect for that. Like, I, I think I told the story before, but after that, uh, like, those dudes got fucked up at the floor punch show at, like, the Kokodry, mm-hmm. there was, like, a dude at the door, like, when you're leaving. Because, like, the... The Nazis, like they said, they're coming back, you know, like the like two that got out, like the one was like in a coma and then two got away. Um, And like, we're coming back or whatever. So like when you were leaving the show, they actually like made sure that you had a buddy with you, like That's to so go real. to your car, yeah. Yeah. you know, because like if you were just a dude that went to the show by yourself, because, you know, in, in San Francisco, you're better off not having a car. Yeah, You walk everywhere. So like, yeah, if if fucking, yeah, and, and, I, and I apologize if my memory is not right but I remember Doug always being around Doug that played in Doug, Terror, Weber. Doug Weber and they might he he might've been the guy they sit with you like, Oh, you don't got a buddy here. And Doug would like walk with you to your car. That's so, you sick. know? Damn. Yeah. It's like, so dude, shout out to, uh, to NorCal for that shit.
2: Yeah. And you can tell that that's still like a legacy that's like passed on to the mm-hmm. Argus Cause we just did a tour with a higher power drain, and uh, life's question, mm-hmm. and drain, drains from San Jose, and San Jose has like a lot of like similar vibes in their scene right mm. now, and y- you could definitely tell it's very like like they're like a unit, and they're like looking out. It's, yeah, it's it's really cool to see that like legacy being like passed down, and
0: it's cool too being able to like express yourself within hardcore and punk, right? Like you can be whatever you, whatever, like little, like segment of the scene you want, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Oh, you, like you can be like the, the dude with like the ass rotten ass flap and like, it's cool, (laughs) you know, or you can be a skinhead or you can be a straight edge guy, you know, whatever, like,
2: but they're all actually like at their own shows. Like they're all hanging out together and like doing shit together. Whereas down here at so separate no mm-hmm. one wants to mingle kind of
0: we're a little more spread out no? yeah I mean that's the problem with Southern California is that it it's such an urban sprawl yeah that like you know even if we're not like I don't like to go south of North Park and I don't go north of the 52 so why would you <laughs> I mean I'm yeah. just trapped in my own little area
3: dude what, what else what is north of 52 Che like that's Oregon yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel it's like any that's the like, best <laughs> <laughs> yeah but
0: uh
2: yeah. Yeah, so that was that'd be my pick, which would be branch street. So I got I put down three so far. That's sick. And
0: and I want to shout out to West Coast Worldwide too, because when it was when it was around, if it's not around anymore, it was super sick when we played there when like there was no stage, you played on the floor, and then when Mikey Hood put in a stage, that place was fucking near perfect. Like near perfect little club.
2: Let's talk about stage height. What's your what's the, what what do you want? Um, probably
0: hip high, and I'm six feet tall. Yeah. So what would that be? Three feet, three feet two and a half feet. Yeah, yeah, two and a half three feet. What
2: about you?
3: Probably about that two and a half. I mean, like that's anything, probably the perfect we, height,
0: whatever that is. That's probably yeah, two yeah. feet.
3: That's, that's two and a half. Feet. Yeah, yeah, about two, and, and, two and,
2: and a half. That's well, probably. We're perfect. Glad we're all
3: pointing at something that they can see <laughs> a in the Great podcast. radio. <laughs> okay, guys,
2: get a tape measure. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: there is one in that. uh
2: Okay, well. Make sure you leave a remark about Actually, your Actually I'm going to take
0: measure that because I think that is the... Yeah, the, let's see. That's a perfect height.
3: Yeah. two. Yeah. two. Anything between like two and three feet is like a solid height. If we're jumping to like five, six feet, like some venues are, it's fucking obnoxious. The tape has been rolled. Oh, shit. Bro. It looks like that's two and a half, right? Yeah. 30
0: inches? That, bro. Yeah. 30 inches is right.
2: That's perfect. Yeah, you get anywhere in there. That's that's ideally what you want, because mm-hmm. then you're you can actually get like a good dive with style, and your risk of injury is minimal.
0: Yeah, but it's still low enough that like like did you ever go to a Showcase Theater?
2: Yeah, I oh. never. You know, I never got to get up to the Showcase show. Unfortunately,
0: okay. like I think that I feel like the stage wasn't super high.
2: It was a, maybe a little bit higher than it that. Looked, I've maybe seen a little higher. of that? It looks like four feet, maybe. No, like, no, no. Because you know?
0: well, people got rejected there. That was like when oh, I shit. first when I first like that was like a thing, dude. When I started going to shows there, I was like, I don't ever want to be that guy because you'd see like in those packed shows when there was like 500 people there, people would go to like stage dive and shit, and the front row blocked. would like block them <laughs> really, and it's like if you couldn't get through, like yeah, these motherfuckers would like get stuck on stage, oh, and like okay, and be okay. trying to I dive, you meant like
2: rejected like. Like out of the venue, no, 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 no. Like
0: they're trying to dive, they're getting rejected by like the first two rows because they can't dive past them. Yeah, but you it could, wasn't you like
3: can get tall enough over the people. Yeah, oh, but it wasn't yeah. like, a, but
0: it wasn't like a low stage. It must have been two and a half, three feet.
2: No, that makes sense
0: because there's it, like
3: a
2: hate breed set from that uh-huh. fr- from like Satisfaction era, uh-huh. and it's like dudes cannot get off of there. Like, yeah, it's wild.
0: Yeah, that was a thing. I'd be so scared. So like anytime. I went there and like was gonna stage dive, like fucking went for it. You know, like it it kind of created my whole stage dive style, which is more like a bowling ball. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take out like the front dude. <laughs> it's also <laughs> a usually I try to clear the front dude and then grab the second neck. Mm. But anyway, that's a little too technical. Moving on, Danny?
3: Uh I'm gonna keep it that that inland California, and we're gonna hit CYC in Fresno. I got that on my list too. It's a solid spot. I've only it, played it Fresno
0: ha- once in my life, and I can't remember where it was.
3: I yeah, I played CYC a few times, and we played this like info shop that was like literally around the corner from CYC. But CYC is another place that had like a two and a half foot stage, but no one ever played on it. I played there like three or four times, and I've never seen anyone play on that stage. Huh. We, we played on that stage. Okay. So I guess it does happen, but.
0: <laughs> you know when some bands put the drums up there? Do you have like a drum riser?
3: We never did, yeah, but well, I'm we, sure.
2: We, well, H was, AH just fucking rabies it every time anyway, oh, so. That means you sing on the floor for people that don't know. Yeah. That was a war zone staple, but anyways.
3: But yeah, that, that spot was sick. Like, it's it's another one of those like DIY spot run by friends. We, I think that second time we played there we were playing two shows we did a matinee in bakersfield and then cyc at night and something fucked up happened we left bakersfield late hit like a fuckload of traffic we didn't roll up to cyc until like nine and they're like oh yeah we just waited to start the show until you showed up (laughs) and like a gang of kids were still there like kids went off even though the show started like 9 p.m
2: yo yeah and that was for people listening to this that aren't from california or haven't drove up the five or or whatever um what Fresno is is a big agriculture yeah town big farmland town right so uh people that are rude will be like oh please this is just fucking no no man's land right or it's just mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. nothing. Aka, it's like it's not a big urban area, so it has no, nothing going for it. I think it.
0: Fresno's got a half a million people.
2: Probably. Yeah, you know, so th- there's a good amount of people in that area, and I think even the spot where the CYC was, I mean, I'm trying to remember it because it's like everything's kind of like abandoned around it. Yeah, right? yeah, it's
3: the it was like it's like the Chinatown area of Fresno, but yeah, there's like nothing around. There's it. There's
2: nothing there, and I remember there was like a a homeless encampment like down the street yeah and so there's like a like that and it's one of those like perfect spots where like no one's going to bother yeah them. no totally. you, you can do whatever you want uh uh-huh. and uh and the 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 scene there like you said just like waiting be like oh we're still we, we're fucking going to the show and like dude i Like, every time we rolled through there, or if I saw other bands, like, that scene just went off, man. Like, they were hungry for bands. I haven't been up there, so, I mean, I'm sure they still are, Mm -hmm. but, like, they actually were, like, "Oh, we're here. Like, they were diehards, and it was, like, so refreshing, because it was, like, I don't know, you'd go play LA and it's not like the planets didn't align mm-hmm. right enough. So no one went to your show or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like at the cool spot that was conveniently located for this spot. Mm-hmm. And that cool, like not enough right bands were playing. So it's like, <laughs> eh, I don't want to watch this. Like the Fresno shows were just like sick. Well, like. I think we
0: talked about it on a previous pod, right? That I was so confused that Fresno didn't pop back when I used to play more like in the early 2000s because it would make such perfect yeah. sense because um another, like an honorable mention on my list is Jerry's Pizza in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And it's always been a staple. Um I think it's been around. I've like, never rolled through. Since I've been going to shows. You guys should go play there. Yeah. You guys should go play there because it's been I there forever. Hear,
2: I hear good things about it, Bakersfield. It's so
0: cool. And uh I saw Madballs playing there on their next tour. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking about going out just for nostalgia because I haven't been to. Jerry's Pizza and probably – well, Ritali played there with the Warriors maybe five years ago. It's still super sick. In fact, it's better. They like extended the stage downstairs. It's a very small space because it's in the basement of a pizza spot. Sick. And so I think they extended it out. It used to like be really skinny. What a and winning now it's a combo. Dude. Dude It is a winning combo. Fuck. You know? And it's just some dude. Like Jerry is just some dude like – He's not into, he's not like an old punk or anything. He's just like a guy that's like, you know, Bakersfield would be a lot worse off if there wasn't like kids playing music.
2: And Th- those are the best kind of spots. And that's why, like, why I like that spot in Florida so much. Like when you have like this dude or some person. Yeah. And they don't know anything about punk or hardcore, but they're like, eh, the kids are crazy, but they're nice. Yes, exactly. And just, they're like, I'm a, <laughs> You know what else? They fucking like pizza. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) it. Like, those are the best spots. Like, you kind of play in front of that. You play, like, the character runs it instead of, like, the kid that's going to hand you an envelope and not make eye contact Mm -hmm. with you. Right.
3: (laughs) You know? I feel feel like Bakersfield's, like, another, like, Fresno-type spot, though, where, like, there's not much going on. So when something happens, like, you're going to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, completely. And that's why I think of them in a line because— um, from Oxnard, it's about two hours to Bakersfield and I, I believe that Fresno is about two hours after Bakersfield, yeah, so like for us if if Fresno was popping in the i c days, I mean that would have been a sick weekend for yeah, us time, so, yeah. you know, but unfortunately, there was like really nowhere to go other than Bakersfield. The bay was too far, and then like Bakersfield sits on one side of this mountain range, and on the other side, there's just like I don't know Mojave you got to hatch me up in the hills, but that yeah. was like the same kids as the Bakersfield mm-hmm. kids. So, yeah, to attach me was cool too. We played up there a bunch too. Um, yeah, do you want to go on more about Fresno?
2: Uh, I, th- I think we kind of co- when did CYC start? That has uh, to be like late
3: 2000s ish, right? Yeah, probably like early 2010s. So,
2: a couple years after IC, and it's know. still going. I haven't. I haven't rolled through. We haven't rolled through there. I don't know. Uh,
3: technically, it is closed. Okay. Technically.
0: So something's happening.
3: Maybe shows happen in Fresno still. Cool. At a place.
0: At a spot. At an a underground spot. spot. Yeah.
2: Wink, wink, wink. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink, wink.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because Ritalia never played anywhere north of Santa Barbara, unless you count Sweden.
3: <laughs> so. Yeah, that's was a jump. I mean, that's
2: yeah. a hey, that's a good out of town show, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> like Santa
3: Barbara, the Sweden,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, who's? I next? guess I would bring it back to me, yeah. Um, and I am gonna say number two for me is this might be the best club in the history of Earth, right? CBGB's, New York City. Um, I went there one time. It was in the year. 2003, I believe it was In Control, Most Precious Blood, and American Nightmare.
2: Damn, well, that's got to be a good show in <sighs> yeah, that solid time period or that area, right?
0: Yeah, I feel like there should have been a fourth band. Or, Most Precious or, Blood
2: or, was Long Island, right?
0: I think that the city, right? Brooklyn? I don't know. I
2: don't think they were from the city. I
0: don't know. One of the guys is like a city councilman um, now, I don't know. or I don't. Well, because indecision became them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I. don't know who like made the jump. Um.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it was indecision first, then most pressure. Yeah, people.
0: that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but one of the dudes is like a city councilman in the city. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I can't remember if there was a fourth band. Is what I'm saying. Not that there should have been a fourth band, but uh. Dude, the fucking place was like everything you imagine. You know, like inside it was it was just as grimy as you think it would be. But then like the sound was fucking ridiculous. It might have been the best sounding place I've ever been in.
2: I've always heard Yeah. And I mean you can watch from a video too. Like oh, even yeah. old videos from like early eighties, like that sounds cutting through. It was so rad.
0: It's uh, you know, one of my favorite memories. Um <coughs> of course, getting to play there before it shut down. And, uh, but then also, like, one of my biggest regrets I've talked about on here before is just that we didn't have the money to, like, pay for the soundboard recording. Oh, fuck. yeah. Because, uh, like, I think it was because we were spoiled by this other club I'll talk about called The Living Room in, uh, Goleta because they would just, you give them a tape, they record it for you. Yeah. I'm sure CBGB's the dude dialed it in a little more and made you sound good mm-hmm. and shit instead of it's just like, here's the soundboard. But, uh, yeah, it was just like 75 bucks or whatever it was at the time was like too much, which sounds fucking ridiculous now, you know, that we couldn't be yeah. like, can each guy just chip in 20 bucks? But but then it was like, it was, I don't know, we were, we were literally leaving off $10 <laughs> yeah, a day. No, yeah, no, I mean, you know? that makes sense. So it's like, that's a lot of money.
2: when When you played there, and you know, this is at that time, so were people already saying like, it's going to close down, like, was there like... Well I think the that, fear of that yeah, place going. I,
0: but I think it's similar to like how people always say like the Shay's in a close down, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I think that people have probably been saying the CBG was in a closed down since fucking 76. True. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't I mean, I don't remember I don't specifically remember, but I do have a few memories of the show. Um <laughs> for stuff I remember that like I feel like there wasn't anywhere to put your equipment. So it was one of those spots where like it goes, there's a stage, but then there's like, you know, there's a space to walk by on the side of the stage, which is where you like put your equipment. So we're like, mm-hmm. oh, like the stuff is safe there. Yeah. Like, cause there's not going to be people. It's all equipment. And then it was like when, it, when American nightmare played, it was just fucking chaos. And like, I see my head getting like stage dive down to and shit. Like, oh my God,
2: fuck. Um, well, when Hilly built the place, I don't think he ever thought it was ever <laughs> going to be packed out, right? <laughs> no,
0: you know? but they've had a lot of time of a lot of stage dives going over that way. I yeah. think that, like, I don't know, maybe there could be a, maybe they should have hired you to build some racks. Yeah. Shit. Some,
2: well, oh, we'd have to go to whatever airport the banners is. <laughs> <at, right?
3: laughs> but you still it, go to the bathroom in that like what handbag store that is now? Didn't they, keep, yeah. didn't they keep the bathroom?
0: Oh, I'm sure. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't
2: know. You would know, probably take a selfie, or whatever.
0: <laughs> but anyway, and it was just like, I wish we recorded because it's the most dialed in we could have possibly been. Mm. You know, the two week mark on tour. Yeah, you're yeah. fucking.
2: You got that shit.
0: You're so dialed in, you don't even got to look at the set list. Yeah, you're good. you know, you don't. You almost don't even have to hear clicks. You know, like your count offs and Go shit. Off and cues, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, and it's the best, and but it's before you burnout. You're yeah. like, I fucking hate that guy. You know, <laughs> Perf- yeah. <laughs> like absolutely. you're still kind of you're still healthy. You haven't gotten like sick of all like the fungus buildup in the van or like the fact that like you've eaten <laughs> way more like fucking Gas bean station. burritos <laughs> from Taco Bell than like any human should ingest in a Shit. lifetime. You've done it in two weeks. You know. Yeah. So anyway, CBGB's literally lived up to the hype. And I can't imagine, um, you know, having that be like a venue you got to go to forever. Like, that's so rad to have that be like a central venue for the people that lived in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Was it like kind of like the pilgrimage for you? Like, did it feel kind of like that being, yeah, I mean, like, it has to, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it felt like how, but I felt the same way going to Gilman the first time. Yeah. Okay. It's shame, yeah. You know, like it is awesome. Um, And also, I kind of felt that way about playing a place in Chicago called the Fireside Bowl because, like, Mm. I really, really liked a lot of the 90s Chicago punk bands, and they all had played there. And then to get to play there was like really cool, too. Um, Yeah. So, CBGB's my number two. Greg.
2: Yeah. Well, I think we covered Shea, CYC, Talent Farm, Gilbert's honorable mention. Uh, yeah, I think this might be my last. So this was called King's Music, mm-hmm. and this yeah. is a this is a San Diego spot. Rest in peace. It's, it closed down what
0: 2010. You should yeah, say San know. Diego area because if someone if someone mentioned a Chula Vista club and they're like it's a San Diego spot, you'd be like, what? Fool? Okay, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> let in me, Lemon
2: Grove. Actually, yeah, let me re-correct all of that. Uh, this was in Lemon Grove, which is eastern san diego yeah ish right yeah. not too east it's
3: like the the edge of east county yeah what san is it diego. it's
2: like from downtown on the 94 to lemon grove what was that like 10 minutes 15 yeah. minutes all right uh and it was great because you got off on the exit and there was like a trolley stop right there literally with the lemon from lemon grove right there and it was a uh, an old it was like an old music store i'm spacing on the name it was King's Music. It was music. just King's Music. Yeah. B- I'm fucking dumb. Okay, word. So, <laughs> it's called King's Music. <laughs> Dummy. Anyways, um, I thought it was like separate. No. i thought it was like this
3: spot no it was it was still a music store when the shows were yeah happening. so and it was one of those like i thought mo- it was like practice spaces uh it's like it was like a kind of they had lessons there yeah okay
2: oh, yeah. so it was but it was definitely like an old kind of like mom and pop style music shop right whereas like you would go there to get like sheet music or mm-hmm. flutes or, or things yeah like if you had that.
0: to buy a tambourine
2: yeah so then next to it in the parking lot they had like a room they built a stage in i think this guy's name was adam yeah adam and yeah and then what happened is like his lemon grove has always had like a great punk scene like they started playing shows in there and the lemon grove punk scene was just great because it was always like energetic and youthful and like ready to rage well the pso guys then
0: were like what 14 well, because remember it yeah, was like the It was called Jack Rabbit Jack Jacked Rabbits. Rabbits. The so
2: uh PSO, which is pool spa operators from Lemon Grove, which is a skate punk band. Uh their previous band oh. was called Jack Rabbits, and they were literally on like some crippled youth. Like they were
3: Yeah, like sh- 11, 12 years old.
2: Babies, right? Yeah. Um and I remember, yeah, they started playing in there, and it was great because it was like perfect stage height.
3: Yeah, that stage was like a foot yeah, off the
2: ground. They mic the dude Adam actually mic'd you, and you could really like what nuts the butts like two hundred maybe. Yeah, yeah. If,
0: if, they really if, if they if they fire marshaled it, they'd say it's like 60. eighty five. Yeah, if so that, I would yeah. say like
2: 50. you are you already know the vibe, and it was great because like that area by the trolley stop in Lemon Grove is like a little rugged. So it's, it's got a good amount of characters. Yeah. There's a trailer park right next to the spot. I
0: think you're one more trolley spot away from like the real characters.
2: Yeah. So, and it was perfect. So it's like right off the freeway. So it's like the freeway access was perfect. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to complain about this spot. Right. So you, you could get away and people did get away with anything, I mean, it's like you could have a gang fight in the parking lot. No one's gonna <laughs> know. You could have like fifteen-year-olds drinking forties. No one's gonna say anything. And then they had, I think, old man King himself. Yeah, he had this dude named Sherman. It's like, oh, like,
3: oh, the dude who would just like clean up and shit. Old, older, like, older white
2: dude. There's, there's definitely, you know, like probably got clean but like substance abuse history right (laughs) so just a fucking like character and he kind of like oversaw Uh everything and then you had kind of this this dude adam like kind of like this like short nice like hipster dude doing the sound so i mean like sherman was kind of on just some like tweaker tweaker shit he was just like yeah yeah this is fucking great go nuts go nuts (laughs) (laughs) you know and so i remember like uh Cold Stair played there with, like, a bunch of local bands from there. And then that's how, like, we kind of found out about the place. Mm-hmm. And, like, I beat up a kid because he tried to punch Cusano and then, like, it turned into this whole thing.
0: Cold Stair is Greg's band that we don't talk about on the podcast
2: and enough. We should never talk about it. Um, <laughs> but anyways, but that's kind of, like, the first time our scenes kind of, like, met. And then, you know, Zach uh, from... Jack Rabbits, which turned into PSO at the time. They're like, Yeah, we'll start booking shows. So and that's kinda right when uh when Chula Vista like my era was like there's a lot of bands.
0: No, this is this is like is is so integral to the story of of San Diego because I uh
2: I don't know what year was that? This was all like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Okay, so it was like
0: right when I moved it was close to when I moved down here. Yeah. I moved down in like oh six. Um, but I had an outside perspective on San Diego for a long time. I've been coming down here since, like, 97. Um, but, yeah, it was it was very integral because it was when Take Offense was finding their sound. So they were, like, turning into, like, a band to be reckoned with and, like, I don't know, really coming into your own, right? Instead of being, like, a yeah. a hardcore band... The Peace in Death Seven Inches yeah, when I you mean, break we, out. We
2: did yeah. our, our record release there and that was in two thousand eight. But even around the time like Chulissa had like Impulse and there was Down Again, there's Colts there, there was like to Four, there's which turned into stopping power, like there was so many bands, like deadline and then you had like bands from San Marcos and then there was all the lemon grove bands. So it was such like a cool spot. And I think all our scenes had like similar backgrounds and like, well, the lemon grove kids were like still way more punk. Yeah. But they, it's like, that was where they're like, well, we're kind of gravitating towards like hardcore more. So you still had that like free for all fucking energy. So those shows were just like crazy. And it was yeah. it was one of those like perfect vibes of just it's in an area where like I said you could get away with anything. Yep. And for some reason though it's it works out, you know, like because you have this old tweaker dude who's probably seen everything. So some for some reason he knows how to keep the peace amongst everything. And like yeah, I know it was it was just like a magical spot, and it definitely like a lot of bands like kind of found their sound and it became like a spot to go and
0: uh well it was so crucial getting getting Grove going because yeah you know once once Take offense started turning into a touring band and you weren't like really a, around to like put on the shows and so forth like it was there was a little bit of a baton pass I think well, to like Lemongrove taking over well, and yeah, like, carrying a brunt of the scene.
2: Because mm-hmm. you had you know, Jack Rabbits, which which was like the young kids turned into PSO, and Zach got older, and Zach was the guy, and still is the guy. His credit, like, had the organizational skills and the drive to find places and talk to people, and not do that whole like, "Okay, put a show here." Yeah, like actually, like talk to the people that ran the space, mm-hmm. and he was able to go out because they're all you know skateboarders so they would be at the parks be like hey do you like what do you like come to this show exactly come to this show so they always had kids coming and rolling out to these things which is like so integral to keep uh you know all that going yeah and that venue was just like perfect because it was it was straight up like like a cbgb's kind of just like wild ass venue i mean like you retaliate played there right yeah we played the the peace and death. Okay, yeah. Reta-
0: that was when someone heckled me and called me an Irish Cholo. Uh,
2: tra- a classic <laughs> one. Which still gets used, but it's kind of old now. Well, that's, old, it's, that's an old it's, joke. It was it's, over 10 years old. It's dude, classic.
0: Right? <laughs> it got me, dude. Yeah, I was, was fucking lol. Was that Goose? If it wasn't Goose, it was Vince. Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> so. Fuck. Uh, yeah. So just one of those. It's just, uh, it just a star that. It was burning bright, but well, of course it was gonna go out, you know, because yeah. the whole place actually got demolished, and now it's a bunch of condos, yeah, so like
3: bougie ass condos. <laughs> yeah, of now. course,
0: so yeah, there's still a Harbor Freight right there, yeah. though. So I, I, shout out to I, at Harbor Frank on uh, Instagram. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yo, and I remember
2: one of the craziest, like, kind of like before our, our scenes kind of merged or camps kind of merged, like there was a, a scuffle between some like Chula guys and some like San Marcos dudes, right? Uh-huh. I won't name names or anything, but now everyone's, like, cool and friends, right? Yeah. But just their dude butted head with our dude, and, you know, it broke out into this, like, big melee. And in the middle of, like, the parking lot is this huge-ass fight, and that dude Sherman just, like, Goes and fucking drives his van like into the middle. <laughs> the middle,
1: of fight. middle
2: of the fight breaks out, and he just goes, goes like opens the van. He's just like, "You all gotta stop!" Like, <laughs> and everyone's just like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Like,
3: yeah. So was just like percent something he would. have Yeah, it was just, like, yeah, it was just sure. like the
2: right amount of like craziness. You know, it was cool.
0: And then you hired Randy to be and take offense. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. All right, Danny, you got a, how many more do you have?
3: Uh, I don't know, like one and a half. Cause I only went to one of these places once. Okay. Sick. Cool. Um, so move it up to, to Pomona where I lived for a a good chunk of time. Um, Aladdin (laughs) junior sick ass spot. Is it still called Aladdin? Nah, it is a PBW, like pizza, beer and wings. Oh, it's what it's transitioned to, but not a bad combo. No. Yeah, Aladdin Junior was a, a Mediterranean food restaurant, and they had this side room that they so graciously let. I played there. Nate, myself, and like a couple other people book shows at for years. That place was awesome. Yeah, yeah it was great. I think we played there with nails.
2: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Well, that's such a that's such a great spot because you have the wall barrier, and they sell food. So it's like you can have the all ages show and then people can get beer or drink, which is like like,
0: it's like Jerry's pizza, but the room is adjacent instead of underneath.
2: Yeah. So that is such like a huge winning combo because that discourages so many people from like, well, I wanna I wanna have a beer. I'm not gonna be like up front. Yeah, you -hmm. know, I just wanna post in the back, which like that's always that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you can cater to both like, yeah. that's Anyone that
0: pays at the door is cool. This is The, true. the real heroes of the scene are the, the people, people that, that show that up and pay, pay at the door. Yeah. You know, yeah. Was, Unspoken, they don't get enough love. Fuck right? No, it's like everyone's like yeah, participate, do a zine. It's like nah, no, to, you should do a, to, a show. Nah, too. Dude, Just go to shows.
2: Pay the fucking eight dollars. Yeah, or and, ten dollars. And
0: when when someone in your like crew bitches about it, then like say eight dollars is really reasonable. In fact, they should charge ten, so some guy doesn't have to go to the bank and get a stack of ones. Actually, yeah.
2: actually, I think at at this point there needs to be, and we've run into this now because everyone's like, "Do you have Venmo? Do you have a Cash App? Do you have all these apps?" Like, mm. you should just fucking, if you're at the door, just be like, "Yeah, here." Like send me this cash app or like a card the, and what, then you can what just, gets hard with that yeah. though is paying
3: bands at the end of the night because people don't want they want cash true like, you don't want to get yeah like, but you just gotta have a, a fund yeah yeah so.
2: well it kind of worked honestly kind of worked out for us on our last tour because i got venmoed like guarantee shit and hmm. then i just venmoed it to the rest of the band and they didn't they don't, everyone's like yeah that's fine hmm. so it's probably different Case to case basis, obviously, yeah, totally. but you know, I think it should be an option because there's people just, I don't know. I mean, dude, think if you're like a younger kid too, like, why are you want fucking cash? You know, like, you're just, yeah, have, we even, have we even
0: moved on like from
2: cards Getting, I mean, you just Venmo everything? I mean, now? everyone, can, yeah. yeah, so many people are doing that, so it's not
3: like a bad idea, maybe, but it's the world's a, a direction left, to move, yeah. But you still got some kinks to figure out first for sure. The Whoop.
0: world has left me behind, dude, like, literally, like. All the technology ever needed was an iPod that held like eighty gigs, like
2: content. <laughs> like yeah. that was
0: like <laughs> the fucking future is perfect for me.
2: That still is a fucking remarkable gadget, dude. If you think about it. What,
0: but what? Like I didn't need anything more. Like when the iPod came out, there was like only twenty gigs. Like lo- look, look at a this, sound.
2: Like no, I'm like looking all your fucking records and racks of records. you... Think just all that in a little thing.
0: I know that's why I appreciated it so much. Thank you, Steve Jobs. <laughs> a <laughs> fucking lemon an Yeah, dude, I got a sick collection. That's-
2: what was for Aladdin's? Um, well, because it's sw- did it switch differently when each food place came in, or was it always like the same uh landlord or like property management thing that you had to go through?
3: Um. For shows we just went through whoever was like running the place. Okay. So I never booked when it was PBW because I had moved back to San Diego by then, but when it was Aladdin like there was one dude who I'd work through. Yeah. Well, that's got to be a no-brainer for
2: them. They're like, "Yeah, sure, I'll sell how much extra to yeah. people yeah. that probably wouldn't be here." But that's such a like popping area though in little Pomona like it,
3: it was it is especially now, but like when we like we're starting to do shows there like Pomona wasn't as like re- revitalized or gentrified as it is now, for sure. But
0: that place has always had like that's the area you think of Pomona for going to shows. No, if you've totally. ever been there, because the Glass House is right there. Yeah, it's the other and end, end. then, of the
2: block. oh yeah, how crazy is that? And like, then right even down the corner, it's right
0: there. And then I also saw like some band. It was like Life's Hall and the Oath. They played like across the street somewhere. Oh, yesteryears? Like, yesteryears? maybe.
3: Because there was, there was the Tiki Room, there was Yesteryears, and London Calling. Okay. They were all like across the street in uh, that area. What's, what was Cause this? there was that pit that's across from Aladdin, and that used to be a building that had venues and shit. Last time we played with... Oh AM?
2: my God, you're right. Yeah. yeah.
3: What was the was spot Ga- that Gonzo would, would, would Gonzo did, do most of the stuff at? Well, he had a shop, London Calling, I think they did shows. Okay. And then, I think it was the Tiki Room. Was that... The Tiki Room was more like a sports... Was that it was, like it was never it? Vibe? was never there when I no, okay. was I was in the area. Well shout out to Gonzo. They turned that the place out, into yeah, a pit books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking pit that they were gonna But it is it is it's is it skate pits? What? No, it's just dirt. Oh. And fucking It's a literal pit. Dirt, oh. trash, and fucking rubble. But yeah, shout out Gonzo.
2: Yeah. I mean he always books a, a heavy present. Very
3: his that is his area. Yeah. That's Pomona totally is his. his area. Yeah.
2: Well, and you mentioned
0: Nate. He's been doing shows forever now, yeah. right? So,
2: well, Nate. Nate's probably in a private jet with some like Russian DJ.
3: <laughs> that rules. That's yeah, cool. Mile high what, party. Well, well deserved. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Nate's busted his ass for years in Pomona and Long Beach, L.A., Riverside. Like untouchable for Southern California hardcore for sure.
2: Yeah, and that's we're talking SOS bookings too. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's still active in it, but who who's, like, running SOS?
3: I'm not sure. Maybe Scott?
2: Is that the dude from Vamachara? Or maybe someone no, from Vamachara? No,
3: uh, Scott filled in for Zabalba for some shows. Oh, okay. Um, Scott Fahey, solid uh, dude. I, I would,
2: is it safe to say any really big hardcore show in the, in the L.A. area, <clears throat> that's all SOS bookings, right?
3: Yeah, if not, like. Madison now or Sound of Fury? Which but, Madison's
2: in Fury? He yeah. books lots of. Stuff. There's a good spread of different people doing different things.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to shout out to you, uh, Danny from the Shea. He's one of my favorite bookers. <laughs> 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 also plays in a kick ass called called Headcount on uh, Safe Inside Records. Send Brute your money. Um, all right, do your number one.
3: Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't order it.
0: Oh, well, do your, your final one?
3: Uh, Casa de la Raza in Santa Barbara. All right. Oh man, yeah, I remember that. I think I I only went to see one show there. It was like Vaccine Punch and some other bands I don't remember, but it was fucking sick. It was it basically felt like you were playing in a living room, but it was like a community center, right? Yeah. Yeah, but okay. there was a stage. Oh, was there?
0: When I when I played there and yeah.
3: I think I think that's where the show was.
0: Okay. No, they might have had I think there might be a couple rooms there.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um yeah, because it was kind of a weird setup. And actually, that place goes back to, like, the 80s. Yeah, Ramones played there and shit.
2: The Ramones played
0: there? Yeah. A shit ton of bands.
2: Yeah, I remember we played there with Backtrack and like, 08, yeah. maybe. Was there a stage? No, we played on the floor. Okay, so the last time I was... It's probably like a smaller
3: room. This is probably 08 when I went. Yeah.
0: Maybe, I can't remember if it was Retaliator in Control that played. But we definitely played on a stage. Anyway, whatever that place rules.
3: Yeah, it's fucking and it's super pretty sick.
0: It's pretty off again on again though. Yeah, which is weird because it has that longevity. that like goes through that whole span of like thirty something years, mm-hmm. but then like it was never always a spot. Because even like back in the day, people would talk about like the Galita Community Center and stuff like is being like a little bit more of a mainstay. So, but shout out Casa de
3: Spot was fucking. It was sick. I only went there that one time. We like drove up on a whim, but it was yeah. it was well worth the drive for sure.
0: That rules. Yeah. Well, tying into my uh number one is from the same area, which is the living room in Galita, And uh it had three different iterations. Um the first one was like super rad off Hollister, and uh yeah, I saw like good riddance there. My like old like high school band, I guess the Oz played there. Um, you know, just saw a bunch of shows. It was sick. Then the I can't remember. Uh there's like a there was like the skinny, the super skinny one that was like by the airport. And that was like uh I saw E Town played there. That was super sick. Damn. And
2: uh Well, hey, now since now since Daniel's not here, you can like really talk about Etown. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I so saw E-Town there, like, um, carry on recorded for like this live thing that never came out and it should at some point. Cause Danny, you gotta be a big carry on fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like they did this like live recording that was like right before they did the seven inch on Youngblood, bud. Mm. And it was like, they were transitioning out of being kind of like a metalcore band to being like that, like a youth group band. Yeah. And it was like this really cool time where they were like kind of melodic. Mm. And like, it was really, it's really good. The songs from like that era were great. And they just like scrapped them all wow. and then did that Youngblood 7-inch. But there's a live recording from there where like super sick. Anyway, then the third one was great. Saw like a million bands come through there from like, I don't know, like Ignite, Insin, all the fat Records bands, all the Epitaph bands, Dillinger 4, like, we, uh, again, like I was saying for the CBGB shit, like, um, you used to be able to just give John Lyons, the sound man, like, a tape, and he'd just, like, record it for you, so, like, my favorite band was this band called Dillinger 4 from Minneapolis, and they played there, and I gave him the tape, I was like, yo, I want their, like, live recording, you know, so he did it for me, and it was so funny when we listened back to it, like, them, like, you know, kind of, like, talking to each other and shit, because, we were heckling them because we wanted to hear the song off, like, they, do, their first LP is, like, actually just, like, all their seven inches put together and shit. And they have this song on it. It was my favorite song of the time. And it starts with a bass going, dun, 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 But they're, like, one of those bands that has, like, you know, all the song titles. They don't make sense. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I shit in the bathtub. Or oh, like, yeah. Like, you know, that kind of shit. And so, like, we don't know the song titles. We wanted to hear that song, so like there was like ten of us up front, <laughs> like the whole fucking set going da 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 and finally they're like, "Okay, fuck it, we'll play it," and they couldn't even like remember it oh. like that good. So, but they still tried because they were getting heckled. Like they had to play it; dude. they had to
2: give you a taste.
0: Yeah, at least. and so like even like I think he can remember like where it was and like so you sing in that part, and then like the singers coming in. And it might have just been that like he grew like he didn't have as naturally high of a voice anymore. Like, mm. he was in on the wrong key, literally, Uh-oh. you know? And, like, because he's singing the second verse, and you just hear him, like, when well, we were listening to the tape later, he just stopped singing. He goes, this fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> we heard that. Hey. We were, like, listening to Ryan's garage is fucking on the floor. Dude,
2: pulling a, an old B track that you haven't even done since he recorded it. Yeah, I mean, dude, props for them to even fucking Try. entertain the idea of doing that for you.
0: It's why they're, like, they have, like, the name, you know? Like, they're they're a band that people, like, Yeah, ride for now. Yeah. You know? And then, like, you know, they played, and there was probably only, I don't know, 75 people there to see Dillinger 4 and Leatherface. And, like, now those are bands that, like, people fucking kill to see. But, and I saw D4 about a year ago. They are still fucking amazing. I love them. So, The Living Room, number one. Um and shout out to John Lyons, trying to get him on the pod. Um, nothing but love for him. And uh want to get him on so I can get the whole history of the living room. And uh, that's that. I got a ton of honorable
2: mentions. Yeah, I got.
0: Like Ojai Women's Club, very hard to not have it in there. That was fucking insane. Um a lot of bands always heard did of really good there never went there yeah any
3: video I've seen from there looked fucking sick yeah
0: it's amazing and a lot of the bands came through and, and that was like when it was an amazing time when like that could be the circuit of like you know if you have Ohio Women's Club PCH and then like Shay yeah it's like holy fuck this is awesome yeah that's a solid you know?
3: solid weekend for sure yeah
0: and it's like I don't know it's like all the venues are like DIY-ish and uh super sick.
2: What was the spot that oh nine Sound of Fury happened in, in, in the Nard? The uh, big roller rink.
0: Yeah, skate palace.
2: Yeah, which I mean that's gotta be what's the deal with that? Is that even still there? Yeah, it's gone. It's I like gone. it's, it's yeah.
0: just that was like
3: kinda recent, right? That it got demolished?
0: Yeah, I don't know if it got demolished, it might just be stores because it's like in a shopping center. Mm-hmm. But that place was there forever. Um it goes back to the eighties as well. Yeah, like, I mean yeah. Like Corrosion conformity played there in like eighty four and played there, Yeah, right? all the Nard yeah, bands, all of course. The... Yeah. So that was so rad that they did it there. Um I should say, you know, the showcase is gone in Corona. That was an amazing spot. Um, but you gotta shout out that chain reaction has yeah, had well, the uh I've... it's had the longevity.
2: Yeah, now. I completely have spaced. I mean I have I might have to put that as far as venue layout goes and like diveable stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's an, man, it's I, I an unsung believe...
0: hero, dude. If, no, it, if yeah. it went away tomorrow, people would be like, chain reaction is the greatest club on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's been around so long. It's been a staple. Yeah. So, it's gone right. across generations. Yeah. Yo,
2: it's so, I mean, it's such a perfect layout for mm-hmm. your venue. Yeah. You, and it's like one of those things too, where it's like, there's a green room in the back like mm-hmm. there's a place to put your gear like you can kind of like relax a little bit more which is like if you're a younger band that's kind of like a cool feeling the first time yeah. you like yeah. deal with that you just get a little bit I like think
0: all that stuff got added after i played there yeah
2: mm-hmm. i mean it just gives you that just a just a splash of a little yeah, yeah. Belt, right but not too yeah. much where you're you think you're like all
3: amazing or whatever another spot where sound sound was great Dude, sounds always been great Uh, and it's been
0: there for over 20 years well i don't i don't remember when it switched over from public storage to chain reaction the
2: dude from offspring owns it right i don't know whatever i always heard that Uh, i don't know i don't know but yeah and i've seen like man i've seen some just amazing shows there i mean i think one of the, the one of the best shows I ever saw there was the last Internal Affairs show. Oh, that was a great show, dude! It was, la- it, was t- it was stacked. Um, and then Pressure opened. Mm. Alpha and Omega played second. Violation played third, and then uh, Terror came on. And they were short. Uh, Jor- Jordan wasn't in there, so they were like fuck it, let's just play Lowest of the Low all the way through. That was just their set, which was insane. I chipped the top part of my pelvis. I thought I was fucking paralyzed. (laughs) Uh, And then I watched Internal Affairs. I was bummed because I couldn't do anything. I was like, I actually thought, like, because I stage-dived and I went actually in between two people and went straight to the floor. My Fuck. legs were kind of scissored. Mm-hmm. And then my friend that actually fucking drove up. This kid named Francis. Francis came directly and landed right on my oh. hip and it kind of sandwiched it. Jesus. And I straight up thought I was paralyzed. Like huge moment of fear. Mm-hmm. Picking myself on, I'm like not paralyzed. And I thought like, I immediately thought I had to shit my pants. Mm-hmm. So I, so I <laughs> thought maybe my tailbone's broken. Cause yeah. I heard if you break your tailbone. It feels like you got to shit yourself. And I was like, that's not the case. And I like walked out of there, so that was like one of my worst injuries, Fuck. I guess. Yeah. And then, but then I remember watching like Internal Affairs from the set, and I was like, "Man, Corey's going so fucking hard right now." Yeah,
0: testament to how good live they were. I mean, how many bands could play After Terror when they just do Lowest of the Low? Fuck, yo, and uh, I, I keep
2: saying this, but I want their straight edge needs. An internal affairs right now I think I think we do Like internal affairs was so sick Because Like straight edge kids go off to it Put a good amount of the crowd was just like It was just like an ignorant time Right But it was still real as fuck Yeah And I don't know like just That type of I don't know They just probably You don't They don't make Cory's anymore You know yeah. Like So But I remember yeah. just like you know, it's like the rite of passage to sing along Eternal Affairs" and get punched yeah. by him. You know. Well,
0: he's one of a kind. Yeah. Shout out Corey on.
2: Yeah, uh, and just I don't know. I I w- I wish there was a band like that. You know, talk about like no fucking frills right there. So.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think you're not gonna find that again. I don't think so. Because Corey's a wild man. No, and but that, that was that's, his vision. And- that's
2: like the edge band I I want. Where it's. Like the dudes are fucking crazy behind it, you know?
0: Yeah, we I mean we talked about on the when I had taught on the pod and, and it's like literally internal affairs was if you think about Corey and you're like, let's put this into music, it's that, right? I mean, how many other like personality types could you do that to
2: remember how we were and talking be perfect before the pod? Like maybe
0: Bob Marley, right? <laughs> like, oh Bob Marley sounds exactly how he is. Mm. You know, and like, oh, internal affairs sounds exactly how Corey is. <laughs> remember you know? Remember
2: before the pod started we were talking about like if you're straight edge and you're like buying beer for your friends, uh-huh. but internal affairs buy is like like no, I'll go with you to get speed. I don't <laughs> yeah, <there>. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like what what he shorted you? I right, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: that's funny. Uh so yeah, continuing on uh some honorable mentions, we we talked about Rock City, um, uh yeah. Camarillo fucking awesome place i
2: mean we're we're definitely blowing it when it comes to, i mean there's no way three southern california dudes are gonna cover venues so it's obviously gonna be like geographically specific yeah, um, yeah but we are. but we
0: have to listen to other like other people's takes where they always get our stuff wrong oh yeah no, <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean like here here's well no, at no, least i'm not at least i'm not stabbing at other stuff you're absolutely yeah, and, and fucking whiffing yeah no you know. Like, uh, I'm not I'm not speaking on stuff I don't know of.
2: Yeah, because... And even going through Midwest, I always felt like I played, like, a different place yeah, but, every time. Yeah, like, you like you know? every
0: time we played Minneapolis, we played somewhere different, but they were all awesome. Anytime yeah. we played Quad Cities, we played somewhere different, all awesome. But Triple Rock in Minneapolis, another thing with Dillinger 4, that was their spot, and it was fucking perfect. Um,
2: I mean, you could do an entire podcast on just like the complete bizarre fucking spots that you've played like, oh we, you know, we should do that do, you could do actually we, yeah. then
0: maybe we should do that next time let's do that um i want to shout out to texas real quick um just we always like to play in houston a lot mm. and so Fitz, fitzgerald's was the shit playing upstairs or downstairs also uh fat cats was fucking sick um do you
2: ever play white rabbit in san antonio
0: we never played San Antonio.
2: That was, that was, a, that was a killer spot.
0: We played, because, so we, we, let me, of course, El Paso is way out there. And also, like, what's the New Mexico town right there? You either play El Paso or you play. Um, Albuquerque? No, 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 no. There's a little town right over the border.
2: Oh, I know what you're talking about.
0: Um, Yes, yeah, so you play one of those
2: two. We We played, like right on that border. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to play inside a spot, but a girl's quince was there. (laughs) And they were like, no, he double booked. But they were like, but they were they this is how fucking down they were. They're like, you guys can just play in the parking lot though. We don't care.
0: Oh, that's sick. So we
2: we like kind of set up the vans and just kind of made an area and set up in there. That's so, so yeah. Would that
0: have made your top five list of crazy places you played?
2: No, m- number one was a, is the actual gun range in like Serbia. We'll
0: save it. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. This is a good pod. Yeah. Let's do that one. Um, so yeah, those for Texas. Got a shout out to Las Vegas. You know the Hammer House and also Tremors it was around a long, long time. Um, for the, the Nard type area the doghouse in ohio shout out to uh the sakamoto family and then also uh of course laser star the battleground that place was ill for like when i was 18 um another place that had a good run in um i can't rem- i don't remember where prunedale is but You're it's sure like it's no 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 it's 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 <laughs> it's, know, it's nor no it's norcal so it kind of be on the loop there's a place called jim dandies there was like a super rad club that you would play sometimes if you did like a NorCal run. Mm. Um, I think they should be mentioned. San Diego um, of the older stuff. There used to be a spot called the Empire Club. That mm. was fucking awesome. It was right there in North Park, um, kind of across the street from where Carl's Junior is.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's like Belching Beer. Right I, I know or that Carl's Junior. Yeah,
0: but it doesn't look like uh nah, looks anything like it. Totally. Yeah, like it, I don't like. And I feel like you you entered into the Empire Club from the other side too. Like maybe from maybe it was through an alley. I can't remember. Um the showcase San Diego, the original way it was set up was so sick. When you'd walk in and it would be like the pit was actually in a pit, I feel like. It was pretty crazy. And then they busted it wide open. Cause uh I think I saw AF in ninety seven or ninety eight with a night there. Saw it in my eyes on like that uh whatever, that first rev-type tour thing. What was that? I don't know. It, was like, what? it was like a hat. Was that me? It was, it, was like no, a... it
2: was like a burp yawn. It was okay. weird. <laughs> Dude, like, fucking stop talking about these clubs Sorry. that are gone. <laughs> um, I'm glad that was, like, possibly recorded. Yeah, no, I, I know. I'm well, like, why did I make that noise?
0: It's like, how is Greg going to do something cooler than <laughs> the suicidal fucking laugh? Oh, you can just <laughs> die on us. Um, yeah, and then they busted out, like, the... That area to make it a bigger club, which obviously wasn't a good idea because then it got, like, out of business. People get yeah. greedy. But saw, yeah, saw 25 to life there when they were fucking awesome. And there was, like, literally.
2: I mean, they're still like, awesome,
0: right? No. <laughs> they. I mean, it, I don't. That was the tour off straight through Unity. They were still, like, super legit. If I remembered which button it was, I'd hit it. I
2: think it's the blue one, dude. Uh, this no, one? No, no, the one on the right. This one? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong button.
0: Yeah, so we can't take a chance. Uh, oh. But yeah. Um no on, on Strandry Unity tour, they were fucking sick and the drummer, like there was like ten dudes like just watching the drummer. Like, this guy's fucking insane. Um
3: That's it's World Beat uh, Center now, right? That's what it was.
0: I do not think so because it was down okay, so it would be like if you got off if I'm going the five south mm-hmm. and I was gonna get off at Old Town? Yeah. I'd go right.
3: Oh. Okay. And then it's in
0: that industrial area over there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um yeah, then
3: it, that was a little that was before my time I go into shows.
0: I think World Beat Center is old also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I never went there.
2: And I've always heard of like the random show getting, Yeah
3: getting through there.
2: Okay.
0: So but, should we do a show there?
3: Didn't the last yeah. time Misery play there, they like blew the power as they were starting? No. <laughs> oh, well,
2: so what happened at that show was well, shout out to the Mizo but hell yeah, um, they got on like because World Beat Center was doing like whatever you know current like rapper mumble rap kind of stuff. Okay, forget my boomerness <laughs> calling it mumble rap, but um, anyway, yeah, like misery, like there was like a time period where all those rappers were like let's throw like a band on or whatever, mm-hmm. or, like a hardcore band or a metal band or whatever. So Misery got on there. Dude, and it was so like it it was so brutal because like, dude, this place was packed out. And it's like that rap crowd that's like just goes off to anything, yeah. right? Like their kids were moshing to the DJ playing system of a down. Like it was it was <laughs> it was primed. It was locked and loaded, right? Rules. And so Misery gets up, and I remember all being in the back, and I'm like, dude, they're about to like Fucking brain this place down Yeah Like it's going to be legendary Yeah And like The power on the place Was so fucked up Well cause dude Rap shows are just I mean It's The dude plays Whenever they put like It's just fucking chaos It's right? gonna
0: blow up Like when Corn uh, played Soma Before Sick of It All When Daniel and Daniel and Don were there I, Dude
2: <laughs> Yeah this So this would, would be A My explosion. moment of that You know And Corn yeah. And Misery is... That's not much of a jump, too. very similar. So... That was a joke. Anyway, um... <laughs> so, dude, the fucking Taylor's amp turns on, like, you know, just that sick, like...
1: Yeah.
2: And then, like, they launch into it, and the power just keeps fucking dying on them. So they do it again. It dies. And it's like the crowd's just like, just give it to us. And, like, just the amps, like, the amp, the power was just fucked up. It was so... Fucking brutal to watch. That hurts, like, dude. Talk about like the carrot dangling <laughs> in your face. Like you're like, hey, you might play one of the craziest shows you'll ever play in your fucking hometown. Yeah, like, the power sucks.
0: Um, do you want to talk about the shitty San Diego
2: clubs? Yeah, we can do Ooh. that.
0: Um, well, Canes from back when Canes was open,
2: which was on the um, it was
0: in uh Wood
2: Beach Mission. Yeah, right yeah. there.
0: at Mission is is it is there? It's never, a restaurant now. It's yeah, it's like yeah, that yeah. main building yeah. right there by the. I never uh,
2: went to Canes because well, first I couldn't go into Canes, and then nothing. I would go want to watch played Canes. It had a bad
0: reputation. Like, over, uh, sorry, Over My Body wrote a song about it. I don't know. I don't know what the rep was of it, but it had a bad rep. But I saw Bad Religion there. It was fucking awesome. I saw Immortal Technique there. It was fucking awesome. Saw Jizza there. It was awesome. Well,
2: I, feel like I never had those, a bad night there. For those type of shows, I think. Yeah, yeah. Those places, it makes sense for like the venue with heavy security and a bar. Like, like that's the kind of shit you're going to get. Yeah.
0: You know? But you don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I guess I never understood the beef because you don't have to play there.
2: Well, you don't want to, I'm sure. I'm sure they were probably just like letting in fucking woods or whatever, you know, mm. pay not, not care.
0: <laughs> do they complain about the door price?
2: Hey, but does that like, do you like, remember how you said like shout out to the dudes paying at the door? Yeah. <laughs> like, does that apply to the woods? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't bait me, David <laughs> Deakman. Don't try to bait me. Um, what's your opinion on the Soma? Do you have
2: one? So if you're a, you're a younger kid, you're gonna go to shows there, obviously, because it's all ages. Because and it's all ages, and there's a lot of big bands that are gonna play there. So if you're not really like in tuned with the like local politics of San Diego, or whatever, you're just gonna be like, oh yeah, the venue was cool, like the and sound it sounds is good, and, and, like, and like the like, the side stage is cool. The side like stage is I've cool. seen
0: Terra play there yeah, a handful seen, of times. It's always great.
2: You've seen it's like. Yeah, it's like everyone goes if you're younger. like You're going to go there, obviously, because yeah, you're not going to... It's accessible. You don't, like, yeah, it's, it's not far from accessible. the trolley. And it's like it's one of those spots, too, where it's like you know, your parents are probably going to be like, cool, dropping you off, because it's not like... She's saying
0: just go to Black Angus and...
2: Yeah, which they tore it down. It's not there anymore. Oh. But no, but it's like there's a target across the street. Like, it's a little more like, yeah, I'll come back and pick my kid up mm-hmm. kind of deal. But then you start you know, if you start playing in a band and you start playing shows and let's say you start like booking shows, then you start like running into the problems of that venue, which would be the owner Len being just like, if I, I, probably just like an old school, like club owner scumbag from like another before my time. The era of
0: just being ruthless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just being
2: ruthless. So, uh, you know, personal experiences would be... I remember bringing it back to the King's Music. Uh, when that spot closed down, the guy, Adam, went and took all his gear. And then there was a a restaurant called Porky Land, Mario mm. Logan. And Ooh. they were like... And this was this was before what people I mean Logan's getting gentrified now but this was where nothing was going on in that area so yeah. they they had this talker shop porky land right? we
0: should honorable mention that too that was a great spot great for shows spot. It
2: so, and bad. it was one of those spots just like loose with everything like they're like yeah hey no throw your show nah yeah you can sell beer here I don't care like just one of those things right because he gets his stage in there and he, he got a proper stage built in there and a club like good sound in there he's like yeah I'm, I'm gonna turn this into a thin type deal and i remember we started uh because there was like a church group that was doing things with their from chula and we were able to like kind of book shows through them mm-hmm. in there and then we were able to just go directly like through adam and then i remember i booked the show and it was like PC Desk Squad, maybe. I think that's when we did that in control to song, the intro and and uh is that
0: what we we did uh the we Are One record release show for Retaliate. Maybe Would that have been the same show?
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, probably. And I remember my buddy Ahmad was like running the door, and I'll never forget it. I see the fucking owner of Soma. Hmm walk in there and i'm like what in the fuck and i go i go to a and i'm like i'm like hey well, like because he he just goes in and i was like running the show so i was like running back and forth and i saw him because he's like older taller white dude and but he kind of like remember him he always wears the same shit and i remember he like did a little walk and then he left and i want to tell him i was like dude did that do pay he's like yeah he just he just paid like eight bucks or whatever and then dude like the next fucking weekend fire marshal right there. So and it's like that ain't no coincidence. Mm -mm. And I think at that time like our scene was actually like kind of popping and and we were actually like getting the book like like a trapped under ice or like or bands that might have rolled through there. And then also too like did they play there or they they played the other Chula, the youth center. Yeah and that was the Mac project which was like a youth center off Third Avenue in Chula. And we started noticing that the shows that we were booking there, you'd always get these like types of kids or like types of crews that were exclusively only going to shows at Soma. So they were like constantly coming down to our shows and there would just be fights, right? Mm -hmm. Almost like they were just like coming down to start a fight. So, you know, this is all alleged, but enough people probably confirmed it but maybe some certain individuals were getting paid to come down to cause and uses. I mean, it's like, it's all hearsay, but enough, allegedly, but enough people have kind of like vouched for this. And then a lot of these dudes that used to be like knuckleheads have like, kind of like came clean about mm-hmm. it as well. Uh, you know, and now they're like part of the scene now, Yeah, you know, which you've, you've noticed that I mean, which, they've not knuckled. Like, yeah. They've de <laughs> which is, which is cool. You got to like, give people a chance and let them like you know own up for past mistakes if they're if they're like wanna do good. But, Absolutely. But but back to that, so like that was actually like, dude, this fucking place is legitimately like going after, you know, places and like going after like our spots. Well and calling if, fire marshals. Oh, okay,
0: and well beyond that, yeah. If you wanna give any sort of credence to that rumor that he's basically sending kids to go start fights. You're he's sending people to be violent with like just whoever, right? Yeah. That's pretty fucked up.
2: Well, yeah. it's, it's fucked up and it was definitely like probably going to be hard to confirm, but it was just like, dude, there were so many fucking fights to where it was just like, this is fishy. Like there's yeah. always shit popping off here. And then, you know, like, we heard enough through the grapevine that I was like, yeah, this is like a thing. And then some of those fools ended up getting like banned from their from Soma too, after like all this went down Mm. and then, and that sucked for the San Diego scene too, because like, we like lost the Mac couldn't do shit there. The Shea was going back and forth with like, you know, problems with the school,
3: P.A. Renovation.
2: yeah. Yeah. All that crap. And then, um, you know, you're only subject... Like, you can find maybe, like, a small house show type theme, but you can't bring, like, you know, touring bands in the circuit through. And so, you know, and then I remember, like, Epicenter kind of closed down. So, for... But, obviously, that place stays open, you know, and then they've... They've completely won 82 because they were notorious for having just shit head bouncers. Yeah. You know, like I don't know like back in the street punk days, they just fucking pull a kid out, fucking beat him in oh, the yeah. in the alley. You know, like those just big Samoan fools, just mm-hmm. like just wailing on people. Just like dude, fucking grown adults, just like
0: Shout out Pika, shout out Maury.
2: <laughs> but it was just like there was a couple of those bouncer dudes that were like notorious for just being like shit bags you yeah. know like they're huge dude you know and like they were like full-blown like clocking like little ass kids man yeah it's fucked up so it always had that reputation but now like They've really tried to one eighty it. It's oh, like yeah, it's way sure. more friendly now, and like, but dude, they, they were sell, they sell beer now. They sell beer, like, really? It, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was well, no, I yeah. mean, like, I was really bummed when the Judge Show got moved there. I was like, oh, it's gonna be sorry.
2: Yeah. So it's
0: still. But now it would have been better if you could have bought beer. It's, hmm. it's kind. So maybe we should say that. Was it just a shitty club? Because like the Black Angus, like it was like a negative cloud over it. As soon as the Black Angus got torn down, <laughs> I, like
3: I think what it is is that like Lens like out of the picture now. I is feel he like. now? I, I yeah, know, I mean I'm sure he's like still in it to an extent, but like I feel like it's more younger people in like uh, okay. Because I mean they're doing like mostly like weird hip hop shows, yeah,
2: which makes sense because when he was running it, it was like it was this old school dirt bag. Yeah, dirt it was pretty scummy for sure. Yeah,
0: it was the, the first place I ever played it. in San Diego, which with my and, band called Voice of Defiance, and that's in, the at the old spot.
2: And I know it has a history here, yeah. but mm-hmm. then it's like enough, you know, old heads and old guard will tell me like, yeah, that place has always been like there's always sketchy. been shady. It's shit always with been it. shifty. Yeah. I know he's probably wanted to fucking shut the shade down for like.
3: I, I've always heard rumors that yeah. he would like call in noise complaints. Probably on the show. that's the one I was heard. Can't, that, you can't hear shit.
2: But when that's you leave the well the chair. that that
0: in the fire marshal. But thing. that's yeah.
2: the thing. It's like I saw him. Yeah, the fire go to, thing is, go to yeah. our show, our fucking eight dollar local hardcore show. Pay do a loop. walk in leave, and then the next weekend there was a fucking fire marshal came out. I remember that Adam dude was just like, dude, we got fucking zoned. I don't know what happened. Yeah. So it's like. Like that shit's confirmed. So then yeah. when you hear about like
3: all the other stuff. Why is all
2: these fights breaking out, all, all these other shows, and it's like it's like, yes, dudes like like it's just a form of old school dirtbaggery where you just like grease the palms and told people it's it's like things that you probably aren't gonna run into anymore, but mm-hmm. it's definitely from that era of just like sleaze sleaze ball club ownership. Oh, so yeah. you know.
0: How about the Jumping Turtle in San Marcos? You're going to
2: have to get, you're gonna get some uh, North County alum on that Easy. one. That was a good Easiest one.
3: Easiest venue to sneak into, I will say, though. <laughs> I've never I, had any trouble sneaking I mean, into that I, place. We so. played
2: there two times, and the show seemed cool. The shows were awesome. Did you Dude, play when it was Retaliate and Vendetta? Yeah, remember that? That show ripped. Hey, remember that Like, uh, there was like just this faded-ass like old woman up in the front? and Vaguely. Okay, there was something crazy happening. No, because it was sure. like funny... Like she, you let her, like, like, fucking, um, I let her talk. About you her let her thing. talk about something. She, she talked about like her dead husband, okay. and just like bummed everybody out. <laughs> and I think you played like World in Shambles or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you were like, this, like, it's like, like, this goes down people who shabby, like, should be having
3: kids. It was perfect, too. Uh,
0: that show fucking
2: ruled. Yeah, because that turtle was such like a, and that was like another one of those, like, you just had like such a mix of fucking because it was like just regular bar folk mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah,
0: like I just want to watch the game.
2: Yeah, but didn't they have like an eighteen and up
3: thing? Yeah, so they were supposed get a to boot, bit, they were supposed to boot everyone at like ten. Oh, okay. I don't think it really ever successfully <laughs> worked, but that that was what they said happened. It
0: might have been like I, I think that show
3: did it catch fire? It might have been that totally. that, <laughs>
2: turtle. <laughs> oh,
3: or I fuck? thought you meant that show. What no, that? did the turtle or or they just closed it down? I'm getting something mixed up. That sounds vaguely familiar. Fuck. I didn't go up to North County enough to like know too much. But if we're going to like weird North County venues, like metaphor cafe. Sc- That's a good one. Never even heard of it. I always I heard, I call it. It a I good heard word.
2: of it, but I never played there.
3: It was scummy. Like yeah. punks ran it. Like it was a restaurant too. You could order food, but um, yeah, it was like a pirate punks venue. It was cool. That is cool. It lasted for a hot minute. How long do you think? Five six years? Dude, yeah. that's a good run. That's for for like and for, DIY years. For yeah. yeah, we're t- fucking talking <laughs>
0: yeah. Two, yeah. two decades. Exactly. Um, I think we should shout out one last thing, um, which is program going on in uh that's in Fullerton. Fullerton.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, the skate shop. Yeah. yeah. You and gotta, they're,
0: they're going like full go Bora, hard. Every, yeah, like every week I'm seeing uh, like Instagram photos from there and you know, I'm not trying to drive to Orange County for shows really, but, no, but it's fucking sick. They're having every, every like yeah. All types of bands play, yeah. and uh you, you just... Got,
2: yeah, you have to give anyone that's running a business yeah the ultimate props to be like, fuck it, I'm going to throw a show. Yeah. Cause it's,
3: it's even sick. Like, they are kids from, like, or not kids. There's, like, dudes from Death by Stereo. Like, they know how fucking, like, shithead hardcore kids can be. Yeah. And to still open your business up to, like shows it's fucking so rad. cool yo and
2: and this is what i wanted to kind of like say for the the last part of this mm-hmm. and like it's my not really honorable mention but there I was able to get a venue in like east chula vista off the ground for a year with the help of like a local methodist church uh buddy francisco ran it, it was the pastor and his wife annika they were they were you know uh, part of the Methodist Church, but they were, like, very progressive, you know, down with, like, LGBTQ rights and all, all that stuff. And they were like, hey, we have a place, you know, our church uses this room, like, once once a week, but we could do a venue here. And, you know, your experience with, what like— What's that place called? That place ruled. It's called the industry. Yeah. And so, you know, with your experience with, like, the church thing, because we've all played, like, churches where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know they're just going to, like— do their moments of, like, in between sets doing the preaching stuff. And, like, that can kind of be a bummer, but it's also you're in their house, so you put up with it. And, you know, whatever your views are with, like, organized religion or whatever, you can run into conflicts with that. But they were, like, just really down for just, like, they just looked at it as, like, a community thing. Like, Mm -hmm. we need to make something for the community. And that's why we both kind of, like, felt each other out. And we established like a good bond, and I was like, "All right." So they got a bigger room, mm-hmm. and I was like, "We could do something here." But it was one of those like location, location, location mm-hmm. aspects, which this applies to everything that we've talked about. Where if you're in an area where, and that's like East Chula, so it's like technically nicer, newer, developed Chula Vista. It's too far east. Like the yeah. only convenient
0: way is like. To use a toll road,
2: yeah. So that kind of fucks you up, and then also too, the neighbors is like there's like a dance yoga rehearsal studio, oh, so they can hear it. So, like if the doors, and is they're open. just gonna be bummed. It's like, you know, thirty to forty year old moms are gonna be bummed looking at like a bunch of dudes with shaved heads drinking a forty in the back of a truck. They're gonna be. Like, We're not gonna be bummed looking at them. What? True, but they're going to be mad fucking (laughs) bummed looking at you because you're big. What the fuck is this, right? We're way more accepting. Yeah, we really are actually. But So it was one of those like the area itself wasn't good, Mm. but the size. And then like Randy and I were able to build like a fucking stage. We always want to build a stage. We're like, dude, let's make it the perfect height. So fucking kids would dive off of it. And like we'll get things rolling. We'll raise up money. We'll get a PA. We'll set everything up. And, like, they're down for it. And it was cool, too, because the church was, like, paying the insurance on it. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, we could have events, too. And we we had the bathrooms, and you could, like, actually do something. So we are like, really excited about it. And, dude, talk about the scene taking a collective fucking dump on it, you know? I mean, and this is, like, one of these things which, like, eventually will and like i forgive my ignorance danny cuz like i was never like in like in the process of running or help run a venue and you never know how fucking fragile Shit. all these places are until you actually start trying to run a spot yeah. and it's like dude everyone is fucking after you like your city's after you like if your neighbors fucking hate you, they don't want you. Your property manager's after you. Whoever you're paying rent, like they're trying to hike it. And then, so even if you overcome all the fucking obstacles of like just your basic shit, oh, I need to have X amount of bathrooms for X amount of people, code, fire marshal shit. Dude, you're, and I say this like your number one enemy is the fucking scene itself. You know, you can literally make something perfect. And all it takes is like a group of five or ten people that like you don't know, you'd be amazed people just feel like, oh, someone built something, I'ma fucking take it. Or, oh, I don't give a shit about this place. Like and it's so crazy. And like it was such like a like a I like I learned a lot about just like life. You know, we were able to get a year out of it and we were able yeah. to book some like big shows, but it just goes to show, like, you know, maybe, like, generations that come after Danny and I, like, because you don't have to do maybe as much homework and groundwork and legwork to get into the shit. Like, you don't realize, like, how fragile these places are, and that sense of community mm-hmm. is, is, like, really important to make all of it work. Uh If none of that is there, like, you just get... The worst group of people that be like, oh, I don't, I don't know, whatever. Like, who cares about the spot? Like, who cares about this place, you know? And it's like, but at this, in the same fucking breath, in the same breath, everyone would be like, oh, I fucking hate the show at Soda Bar. I hate the show at House of Blues. Oh, there's security there. Oh, I can't, dr-. like, it's like, what do you fucking want? Like, and then if you're gonna keep acting like, I'll tell you what I want. Yeah. I want
0: Mad Ball playing Soda Bar yeah, every year until that's I die. Fine.
2: But it's, like, for the younger bucks that want that, like, full contact spot. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, we built that stage perfectly, and these fuckers didn't even dive off of it. So, like... (laughs) So, it's just one of those things where, I mean, venues are incredibly fragile. Yeah. I still want to do one, and I'm still, like, working with, like, Francisco and Anika to, like, find an actual place to do it. Yeah. But... To, to be, like, a legitimate venue and to be an all-ages venue, like, if you're fucking able tough. to do all of that, like, the, the only person, the only group that will actually fucking fuck you up is your scene itself. Yep. And, like, I've seen it time and time going, like, playing through a sick place in some random state. And I was like, man, that show was sick. You know, and then you roll through there like a couple months later, like what happened about it? Be like, oh fucking you know, this fight happened with these dudes, or it's like, oh, people like someone fucking cocked all over the toy like just, just dummy shit. Yeah. Know? But then on the same hand, it's like, well, you all this shit, you need all the chaos and fucking craziness. But I just wish, you know, if you do, and it's like obviously when you're older, you'll have the mindset, but when you're younger, you're like, I don't fucking care. Like, I want to light this place on fire. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's the worst. And I remember having to like kind of deal with like younger versions of myself. Well, that's and that's just I, like which is the yeah. biggest like well, loop that's around. A funny, life that's the funniest all this. thing when
0: you start to feel old, like in you know, hardcore, yeah. when like someone on Mosh call, like, this fucking tear
3: this place to the ground. You're, you're like, like wait, wait, no, no pl- please. Like, no, oh, fuck. Like, no, <laughs> no, dude. So I have that fear whenever someone's like, "Get in the rafters, at him. I'm like, "God damn it, I'm climbing." Yeah, it's shit fucking Greg every are. nine times out of ten. Yeah, yeah but at he,
0: least Greg only weighs a buck thirty. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm good. And, like and he, Aaron he, made sure those were yeah, fortified. That's true. So
3: yeah, he used like
2: probably some, some strong ties up there. Yeah, He's code. It's coded. It's, it's fine. Yeah, I'll stop. stop. I, I won't. I won't <laughs> hang
0: from the rafters. You don't gotta worry about. him am so. fucking down.
2: But hey, while I'm saying this, like the other band i in Rod of Correction, we got asked to play. A uh, fest, some hardcore fest. It's being booked in Chula. at some um, new spot uh, called like some Bow Wow, Bow wow, wow, wow House. Bow wow House, right? Yeah. And dude, I looked at the lineup, and it's like it starts at two. It's on like Easter Sunday or whatever. Yeah. And I'm looking at every band. I'm like, man, I know none of these bands. Yeah. I know. Well, some of them were like, I know that Union Front and like some of these bands. Mm. what's that band Mag- It's uh, like
3: yeah yeah, the power violence band from mesco
2: yeah so it's like north county dudes like booking a crazy big fest or i mean it's all up-and-coming bands mm-hmm. right yeah and a new spot in chula and i know that place is more like an art gallery dare mm-hmm. i say like more hipster doing more like yeah. indie rock kind of shit But they got an in and like I think it's some gal that works there. She's like, Yeah, you can you can book this whole thing.
3: Yeah. So then they came to a meeting at Che, they seem pretty pretty Yeah, so then
2: just like getting hit up that and it's just like oh, Hey, guess what? Like, there's like a fest being booked in your your city, you made your bones in, you don't know any fucking bit. I mean, it's cool they want us to hardcore's
0: hardcore is nature, right? Yeah, it's like crazy. you're just gonna get eaten by a young yeah. fucking tiger, and yeah. it's
2: and it, it definitely always needs to be that way, yeah, you know, because you got to have like it's good to have that young. Young heads are just going to be like, I don't, I'm fucking going to do this thing. I'm watching all these videos. Like, I want to do that. So well, and you it'll need keep, them to do it. And
0: it'll keep you humble, too. It does. Yeah. That's right
2: humbled the fuck out of me. Like I was like, damn. Like one of those pods
0: when you're like, yeah, there's a lot of kids that are like, I ain't listening to any band like over 30. I was like, that's sick. Like, <laughs> like
2: that's fucking
0: sick, dude. That's,
2: that happens to my band right now. Yeah. You know, they're like. Like, you're an old band now? Yeah, we are. They're like, oh, fuck. Eh, you know? Fucking.
0: Uh, all right let's let's wrap it up anyone uh any other closing words on clubs we're at 220
2: just uh that's a nice one if you're boy. A, if you're a patron of <laughs> not a patreon member but a patron there's a difference patron a patron, a pa- patron? Patron?
0: patron patron
2: you want you gotta mean like what english right what no history history all right we're closing up the patron is the right word patron a patron Pat- of a club yeah, yeah. just you know, due diligence, I guess. Just know that places are fragile, and just you know, try to support them. Pay at the door if you can, especially if you if your friend is the one who's putting his ass on the line booking the show. Dude, fucking just just don't just ask for pay. guests. Just pay. Just do that. Unless you're a fucking like veteran, like the three of us that can just walk in. No, I don't. No, do I'm do just that. Kidding. no I <laughs> always pay. Maybe.
0: No, and and also like what? Why Come do you, on,
2: Danny, our <laughs> Buy
0: buy your uh your friends tickets to shows and shit, right? Yeah,
2: true. Like
0: man. uh, you know, if their birthday's coming up, why don't you just hold out and buy them? Like buy all your friends a ticket to a hardcore show. It's better than buying a video game. You have an experience to last a lifetime.
2: Danny, what's like the what's something you want to clarify misconceptions of the Shea Cafe that you generally hear?
3: <laughs> Fuck. Where where do you even start with that? Uh, It's really not that hard to book a show at Shea if you're from San Diego. You just need to come to a meeting and like actually know what you're wanting to do, not just be like, "I want to book a show with this band." I have no idea of a date or price or any other information. Yeah, because no one's gonna take your fucking show.
2: So do your
3: homework. Do your fucking homework. Come with a lineup. Come with a few dates in case they're taken. Uh and like we're not like elitist dickheads. We're all just fucking socially awkward and we don't talk.
0: Well, the makeup <laughs> of the way that the the chase set up, it kinda like lends itself that you can't be a dickhead, right? Because Pretty someone much. comes yeah. in and they're equal to you. Yeah. Which is actually like kind of it could kind of be a knock on it, running <laughs> running smooth.
3: Well, that, yeah. <laughs> He's like,
0: we're gonna drag him through the dirt a little bit, and then we're gonna let him off the hook. Hey,
3: and last, all, last we thing gotta make
0: we gotta make fun of this guy out of love, oh, right? Yeah. Hey, love you, David.
3: Last, last thing with Che though, like there there's a ton of people who like <laughs> on like social media and be like, man, fuck the Che. They don't do this. They don't do that. Like there's not enough people working. And so like, well, yeah, no shit, because you're not out volunteering. If you're gonna complain that there's not enough people helping or things are.
0: Yeah. Things why don't they have shitty, someone why like, don't they have someone selling sodas? Well, you sell sodas, stupid. Yeah,
3: fucking get behind the kitchen and sell them. They got yeah. good
2: soda now, too. Yeah, Dude, those crunch f- wraps you guys make are yeah, fucking yeah. delectable. See?
0: Yeah. Get in there. Be the change you want to see. You know? That's all I gotta say. <laughs> all right. We gonna wrap it up? I think we're yeah. good. Should try to find that button. Oh yeah.
2: No. Dad, that's a good one, though. <laughs> on. Alright,
0: we'll it on that. All right. You gotta do a suicidal for the fans.
1: Alright,
0: I'm taking it out. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate you.